Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 304. I'm Dave. I'm here in the parental lair today recording and I'm with Rich, the main man. Rich, how are you going? Uh, not too bad, buddy. Not too bad. Surviving. Surviving? Not thriving. Just surviving. That's it. <laughs> but you were born to rock and roll, man. You were born to rock and roll. Yeah, but even rock stars need their rest. They need their beauty rest. Sure. Like, I'm picturing like Led Zeppelin at ages now, you know, just slumped out on the manor, maybe a needle still in the arm, but pretty much stopped. That's them, man. Is that where you are? Yeah, get in there. <laughs> um, so what's been happening this week, Rich, in your life since we last spoke? Um, uh, not much, not much. Just been working a lot. Um. Mm. Uh, and all that sort of stuff but uh, i did um mm-hmm. uh i found a new manga that i really like what's it called um it's called verses mm-hmm. uh it's by the creator of one punch man and mob psycho okay. um i'll give you i'll give you the two dollar pitch it's actually it's actually very fascinating this guy his name's one mm. uh, or that's his sort of you know his sure name um and uh, he he's very good. He, he comes up with very good. Like I don't know if you're familiar with One Punch Man, right? Oh, I've heard, heard Man, of it. Yeah. Yeah. One, One Punch Man is basically a guy that is super powerful, right? He is OP, but he doesn't want to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like everything's so easy for him to beat, and that's kind of his struggle. He's looking for to feel like he can't feel anything, right? And yeah. you've got Mob Psycho is another one where, you know, the the main character is not actually the main character, doesn't actually have powers, it's the sidekick that have but this one is very interesting. So this one it starts off I've read the first chapter mm. um and it starts off as like this fantasy world, right? Where you've got like there's these forty two or forty seven demon kings, right, that are in the land and then there's these 47 hero groups and they've all been dispersed to like the corners to fight these demon kings and they've got these special swords blah 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 mm-hmm. and uh they all get pretty much wiped out right and then the mm-hmm. main character that you're following or one of the main characters them harrow like he gets like his arm ripped off the sword's broken kind of gets left for dead you know um kind of thing and all that and then he's discovered by his mate you know he's found by his mage brother and uh the mage brother tells him like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you were like the not necessarily the diversion, but you were plan A. The majors have been working on plan B and plan B was they are they were trying to get help from another world, right? They're trying to bring okay. yep. uh like another dimension and, and look to them for help because the demon kings are like basically you know, invincible. Um and it's really cool. And then all of a sudden they, they manage to do it and all of a sudden these like fucking uh, master chiefs come in. And they're like, bah, 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 and they kill the, the, the demons and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, we did it, whatever. And they think like they found this Jesus, they under these weapons, you know, futuristic weapons. They just slaughter the demons. But then like the main person takes their helmet and goes, we need your help. Our world is in peril. <laughs> and then it like shows them behind them. Their world is like literally like an apocalypse type thing. Like maybe it's an alien invasion or something. Mm-hmm. And then that was the end of the first chapter. I still need to read the other three chapters. But I thought to myself, what a fucking interesting premise. Like mm-hmm. these two worlds 
are kind of like thinking they found the solution, but they've all they found is an, a, a world in peril from another reason. Now, I'm assuming they'll probably be able to help each other. Maybe magic, you know, will help the science, and obviously the science will help the magic. But I just thought to myself, oh, what a what an interesting concept. I quite like this idea of like sci-fi and and and, and magic sort of like mixing. Yeah, no, it's a cool pitch. It's a cool pitch. So. Yeah, so I, w- I read the first chapter of that, and I was uh, really, really enjoyed it. So what was I it called? Verses? It. Yeah, it's called Verses. <clears throat> so is that in black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like reading, um, uh, like 2000 AD. They'll have like yeah. the front or even the middle pages will be color, but then everything else is black and white. Why is that? Like, is there a reason? Like, that, is that just traditionally how it's been done? Yeah, I think it's just to give you like an idea of what, like maybe the color of the world is, and then... It's just cheaper to go black and white. Okay, well, that sounds all right. Um, but uh, really good. And then I've also been playing uh, Wulong, Fallen Dynasty. Uh, been really enjoying it in between the bouts of utter fucking rage uh, and disdain. <laughs> um, I've, so what's yeah, this really on? What's it. this on? Oh, it's on all the platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's on um, it's on Game Pass. So um, that was nice. Saved me a bit of money on Game Pass. Um but it's basically like, uh, you know me, I love the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, that mm-hmm. Dynasty Warriors area. It's basically set in there, but it's like Dark Souls or Noir. This uh, is all right. Noir, uh, where it's just basically one of those really hard fucking games that punish you for making like even one fucking mistake. And what's the graphics on that like? Um, Dirty, but good. Because it's kind of meant to be a bit dirty. It's like it's in the middle of a war. Mm. So things have got this sort of grimy, dirty quality to them, which has turned some people off. But I think it suits um, the style because it's like kind of it's taking like this historical thing and it's going the historical fiction route where um, like demons and undead are like uh, sort of taking over in the middle of this war or this rebellion and all that sort of stuff. How is that historical? Uh, Oh, you mean like alternate history? Yeah, well, it takes place during the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is a historical oh, yes, I see. period. Yep, it's yep. the fall of the Han uh, dynasty and and the and and the China split into three, all that blah blah blah. So it takes place there with mm. actual people and stuff that you know, but it's gone the you know it's gone historical fantasy. That's cool. Like that sounds like it's perfect for you. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've got a question because I, I don't. I must admit, Chinese history to me uh, is just something I don't know. <laughs> hardly anything about um the romance of the three kingdoms period is that before or after the mongols invaded or is that way before oh that's way before yeah i thought so right yeah okay because it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, how yeah. long china's civilization has gone you know oh god yes jeez. um this was not even the first time um like the romance of the three kingdoms was not even like the first time the the, the country was you know split Mm. There was many times where, I mean, because the very first emperor of China was, um, uh, the, I forget how to pronounce it, the uh, Jin, which mm-hmm. is uh, Q-I-N, mm. empire, and he was the first guy to unify um, uh, China under one uh, mm-hmm. dynasty under one empire but then after him when everything sort of fractured his dynasty after you know a couple hundred years came to end then it split into seven right different kingdoms and then there was a massive again you know war to again someone wants to um unify the land mm. uh, when did they build the wall like when was that like what do you um 
I think that's definitely later because there is no. I don't, I don't believe there's a Great Wall in the Three Kingdoms period. Um, uh, I'll have to have a look it up. Yeah, no, no, I was just wondering. You know, it's such an immense amount of time that, you know, China has existed, like really. And we think of it in modern terms as a power. But in its own day, you know, back in those days, it was definitely a superpower just on the opposite side of the world to, to you know, the Western superpowers kind of thing. Like it's a very it's a very long-lasting country is what I'm trying to say. Um, you yeah, know, it's interesting. And I imagine – because I, I never feel – Yeah, so, so just <laughs> I'll just show you how far apart they are, right? Mm. The Mongol conquest of China was 1205 to yeah. 1279, okay? Yeah, yeah. The Romance of the Three Kingdoms was 184 to 280. Yeah, okay, so a long time. Yeah, a thousand so about years. 100 years. So that was about 100 years of there, of that period. A thousand years. And, no, no, I'm talking about just that period of the Three Kingdoms. Oh, yeah, I see 90, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like 96 years and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but like the um, Mongols is definitely in, in what, we would much, call the middle, later, well, yeah. what we would call the Middle Ages, you know, right in smack bang in the Middle yeah. Ages. And whereas what you're talking back is the Roman Empire was still going in, in that previous period that you were talking about just then with the Romance of the Three Kingdoms on the other side yeah. of the oh, world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rome was in full swing. No, it's nuts. And uh, it's incredibly interesting. And I never feel, and possibly this is because of the modern Chinese government, you don't get the same historical data so easily available, you know, to... Do you do you you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like Chinese history has been as exhaustively detailed as even Japanese. You know? Um, no. Well, I mean, the the only periods they generally cover is the Jin, uh, which is the first emperor, and mm. then the three the three kingdoms. But there's so much in between there that just doesn't get covered, yeah. or uh, there's no really books written about it, and all that sort of stuff, which is a real shame because I've always wanted to learn more about like what mm. I call the seven kingdoms period where mm. there was actually seven uh, kingdoms that formed out of the, um, the, the breaking of it and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, as I said, but you know, I mean, this is just the, the, the most sort of, um, I mean, this is, uh, this story gets retold so many times in mm. China, even to, even to this day, they keep, will make it a movie about it. They've, I think they've had two long running TV shows. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, set in it, um, and that's cool. Know. How this one mixes like the undead and stuff into it, like that's fun, you know? Yeah. So yeah, because what's fascinating is the yellow turbans, right? Um, they were the um, your farmers, your your peasants. They basically uh, rose up. So the, this was like the first nail in the end of the Han dynasty, mm -hmm. and basically they rose up, massive rebellion. They had to be put down, and they had Tiaust in them or. Um, the, the three brothers and these three brothers were versed in magic, basically, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and whatever. And um, But this just takes it like, I, I think someone looked at it and said, what if they really did have magic? Like, mm. what if we do an alternate world where their magic was like super real and fucked up the, la like, fucked up the land? Yeah, 100%. And, and, and brought people back from the dead and, and now all of a sudden the, the, the armies are fighting like this, you know, undead horde and all that, uh, fallen soldiers. And I was like, fantastic. That is a, that's the probably the best uh, alternate fiction is using that uh, yellow turban rebellion period um, mm. uh, just because those three brothers were said to have um, magical powers. They were Teos and, and all that sort of stuff. So It's cool, man. And just while you were talking about um, undead things, it made me think of Dead Island 2, which is going to be coming out in April, the long-awaited Dead Island 2 
from the from the yeah like, jesus christ i keep feeling like that game just gets like um oh, it's been back, delayed so many back, times push back, push back. It's coming out in end of april so look i'm definitely feeling i enjoyed the first game um i know it had its flaws and everything but i thought it was fun you know um it's gonna be interesting to see how this second one does because i mean 10 years is a hell of a long time in gaming terms you know um it also, also makes me feel old because I remember buying the first game and playing it. <laughs> and I went back to it a few times. You know what I mean? Like, I, you, you know me. I love my zombie stuff, Rich, don't I? Um, would you agree with that, that I'm a bit of a... Um, I love my zombie games, you know? And, um, yeah, just the, to get back out there again, man. And um, it was multiplayer as well, from memory. That was the difference to it, to the normal games, like a State of Decay or something. It was multiplayer. And I imagine... I guess it's going to be interesting to see what the reviews are like on it because it could be, it could be a reason it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. Don't you think? That's that's what I fear. That they've kind of got an inferior product. Uh, see, this is, I mean, this is the problem. It's a catch twenty two problem, right? Because mm. when people people always when when a game doesn't get delayed mm. and it comes out not finished, then people complain. Oh, you should have delayed it. Da 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 da. But then when people do delay games, like when companies do delay games because they're like, listen, it's, you know, maybe we just haven't fixed these bugs or, you know, it's just not there yet. Then people go, oh, for fuck's sake, just release the fucking... Yeah, you know but what this I mean? has like, been, this has been so long, though. This has been... Yeah, but look, years. Blizzard, Blizzard back in the day when they were like the best, mm. right? Their motto was, it's done when it's done. Like they didn't do release dates. Sure. Like when people said, when's this game coming out? When it's done, it's done. Yeah. Like, when it's done, it gets released. And that's the perfect thing. It's like, I, I know the companies, we've got to reach this, you've got to meet this thing, and we've got to have it up. And it's like, yeah, but, like... <sighs> yeah, but I, I hear you, but I do think the Dead Island 2 may have spent a bit too long in the oven, you know? And I, I worry that the I worry that the I game mean, quality is not there. I'm, I just possibly, worry that the game I mean, quality is not there. That's what I worry about. If it, yeah, but if it comes out and it's phenomenal, then then, then, then I don't care. Out, then I don't give a yeah, shit. But yeah, but yeah, if you come out and you and it's kind of mediocre, then yeah, probably if it was always going to be mediocre, you probably should just put it out. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Look, I mean, my fingers are crossed for it. Uh, also, Diablo Four comes out um, this year as well, and I know that it's starting to get like a lot of um, a lot of hype, and I believe even that some people are able to access it this weekend. I heard. Uh, it's yeah, open. yeah, they had a they had a beta, I think. Um, can you explain that to the dum dums like me? Does that mean I can go in for free and play it, or do I have to buy it and I can play a bit of it? Like, what does that actually oh, mean? I don't know. I mean, beta just means that they invite you to test it, right? But I don't. I haven't checked if it's if you've got to pre-order it to get access mm. to the to, to to the testing, or if it's open to everyone. Now, some companies okay. will be like, oh, if you pre-order it, you can. You can buy it there, which I think is a very odd thing to say. Hey, buy the game so that you can help us test it. Oh, me like, too. Pre-order I, the I, game so you can I, test I, it first. I, like, I hate on. that. I actually absolutely I'm hate that. I'm paying you. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying you to test your game. You should be paying me to test your fucking game. Well, and yeah, and like, and maybe this is just me not really understanding, but I feel like to me that sounds like it's not finished or the graphics are not going to be done right, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I well, I, don't know. I mean, so, okay, no, okay, no. Beta testing is okay. So beta is is close to finished. Okay. Um, beta just means they want people to stress test it. So what right. they're saying is, okay, we think the game is pretty much ready, mm. but we need to now get thousands of players 
yeah you know getting onto the server playing the game to see what breaks okay. if something breaks when they play the game alpha that's when it's early stages where it oh, could completely change right um but uh, beta testing is more bug it's bug testing it's i guess more like there's play a the game see if it breaks see if you can break it see if you can fall, make glitches or whatever so we can get the stuff fixed do you um, remember but well, alpha, you know, yeah. that i'm i'm i think i'm going to get it now rich what would you recommend if I want to get Diablo 4 when it comes out, I probably won't bother with this beta stuff. I'll probably wait for the actual release. Um, what Should I get it on my PC, on my laptop, or should I get it on Xbox, or not Xbox, on PS5? Or What should I do? Like, what's the best way to play Diablo? Is it on a laptop? Uh, so I'll be honest with you. I played Diablo 3 on both PC and... Um, you had it uh, on Xbox. And Xbox. So I, I played it on both. And um, it's... Uh, gameplay wise it's 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 fine either way okay. um all right graphics wise uh, there'll any be difference? there'll probably be more players on um pc on pc i would imagine mm. um but that's only if you care about playing with people online um or playing okay. with randoms um graphics wise it should be the same i mean if you're talking about your laptop i don't think your laptop's going to be okay and then your playstation 5 <laughs> You don't reckon? Yeah, okay. That's what I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I would have assumed Well I'm assuming you didn't better. buy like a fucking two and a half, three thousand dollar laptop. No, I don't remember what I spent. Um actually, to be honest. Um my my laptop I, I honestly couldn't tell you what I spent off the top of my off the top of my head. Uh I wanna say it was reduced down from about two grand, or maybe it was about two grand. I don't know. I really don't know. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. But yeah. that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, I mean, look, my pre like honestly, my preference and is probably just PS Five. If if that's if it's going to be playable and doable, that's just easiest for me. You know. Um, I mean, I I personally I I've always played Diablo on PC and uh, the when I got it on Xbox, that was the first time they basically had it on like Xbox. And okay. I must be honest, I do prefer it on the console mm. just because I the thumbstick just makes you move. Oh. Whereas um, with the um, playing on the computer, you have to keep clicking or right. or holding down the sort of mouse uh, to where you want to go. You know, almost like a pointer. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, which it's not. I mean, that's what I was used to. But Jesus, it was really nice to play it on Xbox and and actually just be able to move by going left, right, up, down, and yeah, and having the character move. But then sometimes it was much easier to manage um, spells. Not spells, but like um, multiple targets. Yeah, like yeah. you could quickly like okay, I'm going to go left yeah, or right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, man. That's that's what's worrying uh, me. But yeah, uh, but 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 it would probably look better on your console. Okay. If that's if you're asking me graphically wise, it's probably going to look better on your console. Okay, because I want to get into it, man. I was I, I'm I'm sick of being fucking behind the eight ball on these things. You know, like I've spent too long playing small title indies. You know, <laughs> I have. No, I have. I've I've missed the main fucking. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just like having a joke at your expense. I think I wasn't <laughs> sure if you're fucking serious there. Like, I'm like, what indie fucking games have you played? I can't. Does GTA any. count? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just need like I'm I I'm like just load me up another fucking GTA. Load me up Starfield, load me up Elder Scrolls, load me up fucking Dead Island 2. Like, I'm fine. I don't need all this other shit. Just pump out the fucking sequels. You know what I mean? Like, keep pumping that shit out. 
Where's the Where's the next Assassin's Creed game, Rich? Have we got any news on that whatsoever? Because no. it feels like uh, it's, no, it's couldn't it's give a, couldn't give a fuck, man. Yeah, but I could, man. You know, this is, like well, then fucking look it up. They got two uh, fucking shitty games coming out soon. <laughs> I know they got Mirage coming out, set in the east and stuff, and and, and then they got the Japan one that they're working good, on, or whatever. Good, yeah, but like. I mean, some people have accused me of being lacking in patience because I'm sort of like, I'm the fucking dog baying at the door now. You know, like, it's been months. And I feel like nothing good's come out, man. You know, like, I feel like I'm starved. Is it just me? Or, like, everyone's like, uh, you know, well, you know what's starting to annoy me now, frankly? I know I'm going to be honest here. It's these people who are saying we're living in a fucking paradise. And it's like, you're living in a paradise. There's so much geek content. I'm like, where's my fucking GTA game? Where's my Assassin's Creed game? Where's my Assassin's Creed show? Yeah, because you've not had any of those, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's only been like 52 Assassin's Creed games. And yeah, but like, games. dude, it's been well over 18 months since the last one. And, you know, people like, oh, you know, like Marvel movies. Yeah, fuck the Marvel movies. Let's start pumping out the fucking games. Where's, where's Days VR? Why can't I disappear into fantasy D&D virtual reality? Like, why not? You, should, you, should, you can't. Do you own VR? Huh? Do you own a VR headset? I would if there was fucking fantasy worlds available. Um, there's tons of shit available, man. Uh, what are you talking feels about? feels like there's nothing available. You can go running around in the fucking Fallout universe in VR. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Huh? And Doom. Are you kidding? No. What? People are, people are wearing VR stuff in Doom. That'd be fucking scary. Um, and Fallout. Really? Yeah. What in the game? Yeah, it's a it's a VR version of those games. Really, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that. Well, okay, okay. You, should, you should probably do a bit of research before you no. claim that there's nothing no. there. Man. Also, like, also, I shouldn't have to work so fucking hard to find the information. You know what I mean? Like that's what it. Are you that's the other no, that's the other thing, dude. Like I, I shouldn't have to research this shit so heavily. Like just just okay. So this week. There was a few things that happened. I heard about this Diablo 4, and I was like, yes, I'm fucking on board. I'm ju- Okay, some people may say I've, I've, I'm jumping on the bandwagon late. I don't give a fuck about those people. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. And you know I've got a reputation for doing that, Rich. You know what I mean? I can mm-hmm. spot a fucking trend, man. I can spot a fucking trend, dude, and I, and I see a trend here. Anyway, so I'm jumping on that bandwagon. And then I was on the internet, and I saw this advertisement, or it was an article, uh, actually, and it was about like, uh, like a like an eighties cop detective kind of game where you handle informants and stuff, and it was all done in like eighties style, almost like Commodore sixty four style. Um, I, I put it on the Facebook page of Signal Doom because I'm going to buy that game, and I thought that's the kind of shit that I want to start getting into. I actually had this thought, and then I had that other thought about that other game. That was like the spell game. It was called The Last Spell. And it's like some sort of city builder mixed with zombies. And I'm like, I want to get into that. I'm starting to think of all these angles, man. You know? And they're on Steam. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get on Steam. I'm going to do this and that. Like, I'm starting to... Can you you sense a change in the water at this end? Can you sense... The the brain's moving to a different level is what I'm trying to say, Rich. Like, I'm on fucking... Yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. your brain's definitely moving to a level, yeah. Yeah, I'm on a fucking war footing. I've said it before. I moved Signal of Doom onto a war footing about two and a half years ago. And there was a temporary moment a couple of months ago where I took us off it briefly, just Amber Alert. I put us back on Red Alert, you know? 
And I'm thinking strategically now. That's what we're dealing with now. Um, Dave's active. The mind's, mm-hmm. you know, the mind's, it feels like the mind's roaming. Care, you know? Careful about Dave being active, mate. You might hurt yourself. <laughs> I also had a massage today. Oh, believe you me, Rich. I had a tennis victory last weekend and, um, or last week, and the, the physical toll it took on my knee was extensive and leg. I was hobbling around last night. Michelle said, Jesus Christ, you're old. I said, yep. I said, I, I said seriously, like, I, I'm like, seriously, put him out to pasture old. And then I went to my masseuse today and I said, I am so sore. I, I, and she was working me over for an hour and a half. I came out and I said, I'm 30 again. You know what I mean? I had blood flow back in my legs. I could move my fucking shoulder and I could feel something actually moving. It wasn't just dead muscle. And I was like, my God, this is like youth, you know? But the brain inside is razor sharp. I'm fucking mm. Caesar on the throne after the conquest of Gaul. That's where I am right now mentally. Um, and I'm and I'm you know I'm not suffering any fools. I'm 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 now determined to spot trends. I, I'm on it. Diablo Four is going to be a huge hit. There you go. You've heard it here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You- oh well, hopefully. I mean, Diablo is a, a a great world. I mean, mm. um, but. I don't know. See, the problem is, is and I, I, I know it's, it's weird because people always go, oh, you know, you're such an old fogey now and all that sort of shit. But I'm like, yeah, but the people who made those games, they mm. don't work for the company anymore. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, really? I, I, yeah, I mean, the guys that like made Diablo, made Warcraft back in the day, mm. none of them work for the company anymore. You know what I mean? All, all those people that made those games, they've they've long gone. They're older. They've retired. They've moved. Mm. I just don't know if I have that much. Um, yeah, but they're still in, playing off the same shit, man. Yeah, but you know, um, I don't know. As I said, um, I, I just don't have a lot of. And, and again, a lot of the talented people have jump ship from Blizzard. Mm, so mm. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it is bad. I'm just saying I have trepidation. Well, what I played of Diablo life. three, which wasn't much. What I did, I enjoyed. You know, and yeah, I yeah. Again, all those people have left the company. Is what I'm trying to mm, say. Like okay. And and even Diablo three is not like Diablo at its best, you know. Diablo two mm. is Diablo at its best. So okay. you know. All right. Well, good points, Rich. And you know what? Maybe I'm a little bit more lukewarm than you think, because I can flip. I can flip on. I can turn on. A, <laughs> I can turn on a fucking dime. You know, seriously, I really can. I can go so hot and so cold so fast. I don't think people out there realize how how, how fickle I can be, Richard. You know. I think they do if they've been they, listening to the show. They see me as a man. Uh, <laughs> like, if I had to drop my own bio, I'm a man of great integrity, great knowledge, great experience. <laughs> no, seriously, they, they, these things, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, but also fickle, very fickle. No, nah, but Dave, I don't know if you can <laughs> – I don't know if you can say I'm a man of great integrity when you literally say <laughs> I will fucking whore for whoever will pay me. I'll say what you want if you pay me the right amount of money. I, I will. Don't know if, I will. 100%. Yeah, but that's my point. I don't know if you can say – I'm a man of integrity <laughs> and also have those beliefs as yeah. well. That's integrity. I'm not even 100% confident what the word means. Like, in today's world, it's a product like anything else. It's bought and it's sold. Like, we go to elections, we look at these so-called leaders with great integrity. They're just people whose skeletons haven't been dug up, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm seeing it now, man. My, if you could imagine this, I've got, like, laser eyes and they're, like, black lasers pouring out of me right now at the moment. And that's how I'm seeing the world, Rich. Would you say jaded? You know, maybe, slightly? Mm, depends on the day, I suppose. For you. <laughs> I don't know how we got on this topic. Um, 
anyway, so look, there's a lot of shit going on, and Dave's trying to play a lot of angles as usual. And um, you know, <laughs> what I love is <laughs> like Diablo. I've really, I mean, for all this talk, I played a tiny bit of Diablo three. I played a little bit of Diablo two. You know, it's like the greatest hits came out and I just barely fucking sampled them. You know what I mean? Mm. That's what's annoying me more than anything. Oh, something I am enjoying, actually, and people will laugh about this, but Battlefield Earth, I got um, a voucher from Audible, a $10 voucher for some bullshit reason, probably because I spent a fortune there. And Anyway, so I exchanged it for the Battlefield Earth audio book, which is a full-on audio... Um, kind of like a presentation like so it's got all different actors doing it i don't know how to describe it but it's the book but like different actors doing the voices and sound effects and everything it's really cool and so i'm listening to that in my car i'm loving it i'm loving this fucking battlefield earth shit and 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 like i'd again all my friends in school all my sorry geeky friends in high school read battlefield earth i was actually i was always put off by the size of the book (laughs) it was just it was just such a fucking enormous book. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can slog through that much. And I never really – I read the first couple of chapters, but I um, have now read the, listening to the Audible book with this presentation. Like, it's fun. You know, have you read it, Rich? No, I haven't. Oh, you know, it's it, – I remember when I got um, – at the end of the book, there's a full-on, like, advertisement for his Scientology shit, like – and um, I remember getting to the end, like I, I flicked to my my friend had the book, and I, was, I flicked to the end, and the, this whole thing about like it's like basically an ad for Scientology where they're like teasing all the shit, and I'm just like, wow, what's going on? Like I was like, wow, this guy's really onto something. <laughs> I <was> just, <laughs> like I was like, wow, this Elrond Hubbard, he's really got the secret, which is exactly what he wants you to think. Obviously, at the end of his mega epic, but um, yeah, no, but like a really, can I say this, a really polished. And kind of cool um, soundtrack. It's almost a bit David Bowie-ish, um, sort of futuristic soundtrack in between the stuff. Like, no expense spared on this. Um, and I picked it up basically for free. I didn't spend any money on it. I've had it in my wish list for a long time. And when I saw it come up, and I was like, oh, fuck it. It's, you know, it cost eight bucks and I had a $10 credit. I just bought it. So, uh-huh. like, no, like seriously, in some ways, I'm going to make a comment now that may surprise you, okay? I look at my whole life. I look at the whole life, the whole span of it in one instant. I would say right now in this moment, in this segment, I'm as happy as I've ever been, you know? I'm as content as I've ever been. I will say that right now. I think that's a huge comment to make. That's good. Most people would say, and there's a lot of darkness in that comment too, um, most, people would say <laughs> most people would say their 20s. My 20s I spent a lot of it stoned, five years, six years stoned. So... I reckon I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I hadn't been so stoned. Um, but now I look at it, I think it's clarity of thought. I'm very clear. I'm very concise. No, I'm not, maybe not concise, but I'm very clear. And I look at it all. Then finances come into it. You know, you know me, Rich, obviously. Cash comes into it. You know that about me. But I look at the whole thing. Relationships as well, obviously. Personal relationships. We've all had them. And then, but as well, just myself. Like Caesar on a throne. That's how I view it. Um... I say as happy as I've ever been. Could I be happier? Yeah. But I've only got so much I can get happy. Like at a certain point, I'm like, I'm not that entertained by many things. It's like if, if, if they would do what I want, gladiators fighting to the death in front of me, 
I would find a whole extra level of excitement, you know? <laughs> I would. I'd be like, oh, finally, something fucking good. You know, I, that's where I would I would perk up. I'd be like, oh, wow, good. We're living in a proper society again. We've allowed the gladiators <laughs> in the arena. <laughs> we, are, we still have gladiators, man. That's what boxing, MMA... We yeah, and I do like that stuff. I do like that fighting stuff. We still have gladiators. No, I do like, and I do like that. But I, I also, and not a religious thing, but like the Christians with the lines, that kind of stuff. If you were there, and you know, kind of like be a bit of fun. You know what I mean? The the bloodthirsty crowd. I'd be, I'd be part of the bloodthirsty crowd for sure. You know, where they're like bread, bread and yeah, soap. Yeah, for sure, you would be. Yeah. I'd be like thumbing down as well if they're ever like, should we kill him? I'd be like thumbs down massively. <laughs> Double thumbs. <laughs> anyway, so moving aside, I mean, it's good, it's great that I'm happy though. You know, let's let's say that, Rich. Always good to be happy. Yeah, and I mean, as I say with me though, that that comment carries a lot of darkness. You know, because sometimes I I, I do have moments where I, I'm like, it, it, I, I'm one of those people like, you know, how they say FOMO. Yeah, fear missing out. Yeah, I don't have that in the current moment. I, I look back at things and think, man, I could have massively got into that at the time, but I chose not to. You know, but but then again, you've only got so much time span that, and so much that's leisure. Not, that's not FOMO. What's that's that? more just like um, regret. <laughs> is it? FOMO is is in the in the moment. I see. Like right. FOMO is fear of missing out. So that means you're actively afraid of missing out on something. Uh, but okay. but when you look back and go, oh man, I wish I had gotten bored. That's more just regret or right. like because I saw uh, an interview. I did basically like yeah. I saw an it's low level. I saw an interview with Angie Dickinson when she was saying like, does she have regrets? She goes, I got minor regrets. Like I, I'm like, she said nothing major. That's how I feel. Like my regrets are all very minor. They're they're nothing like you know. It's Frank Sinatra regrets. I've had a few. But, like, I, I don't have a lot. But, but mine is stupid as well. Like, man, I wish I'd gotten heaps more into No Man's Land when it came out. <laughs> it, it's such a stupid thought. You know what I mean? I'm critical of myself for having the thought because I'm like, but then you read it, like, 10 years later and loved it. So what does it matter? And then I started to think. Yeah, but, but that's, yeah I, I was going to say, I, I mean, when, when it comes to entertainment, media, mm. that sort of stuff, you can, you can come to that at any point. Like, you yeah. don't have to be. Like, I, I didn't watch uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And stuff till well after it was fucking off the air, and mm. people had stopped talking about it and all this sort of stuff. And you know what? When I when I did when I watched it, I really enjoyed it, and I was it's like, yeah, it was a "Great show!" But um, that sort of stuff, I don't think that, I don't think you should have any fear of like, "Oh, I wish I'd you know yeah. got into it." It can sometimes. I mean, Jesus Christ, if you're going to get into 40k or something like that, yeah, it's going to mm. seem a bit daunting. Mm. You'd be like, "Jesus Christ, it's so fucking much," but sure. You can still do it. Um, you could do it. You could, you could dip you your know. toe in the water. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Minor regrets, nothing much. Happiest I've ever been on my throne, you know, and, like, I'd, I'd like a few people bowing before me. That would make me feel better, actually, I think. I think I'm one of those rules. You know, you know what, Dave? I'm going to buy you I'm gonna buy you a little toy of a, of a bowing man. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that you can, put on your, you can put on your desk there. <laughs> yeah, that's... It'll you while you're talking. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a bit... Yeah, I'm starting to cheer up now. Now, uh, I wanted to do... Now, two things. I saw John Wick 4, and I'll give a review of that. And I, I was going to see Scream 6. It was I had a work colleague out here, and I took him to the movies and stuff and spent some time this week. Um, 
I so I, I didn't see Scream Six, which I would have seen, except I kind of knew that this guy would prefer John Wick Four, which was fine with me because I, I also want to see it. Scream Six. I want to do the box office. It's taken 120 million worldwide, 80 million in the states. 40 million uh, internationally, which is actually lower than I would expect. Uh, for 120, let's have a look at what... It's been out since March 8. Um, let's have a look at what Scream 5 took, because I'd be interested to to see that. Like, oh God, is it possible that they could make my life easier, Richard? That they could give me the breakdown of the fucking Scream movies? Like, without... You know, you would think, with today's technology, they would have that on the screen. You know, like, here's the Scream movies. Here's how it compares to Scream fucking 5. Okay, Scream 5 took $137 million. So $81 million in the States, which is pretty much what this one's on track for. So it looks like this one will probably take slightly more, but not much more. Yeah, and this one had a bigger opening. So Scream had a $30 million opening. Scream 6, I think, had a $44 million. So, okay. Interesting. So I want to bring that up now. So I watched John Wick 4. I've not seen John Wick 3. John Wick 1 I really enjoyed. John Wick 2, actually, I found... I don't know if it was me. I found it really dull when I saw John Wick 2. But that may have been my own mood. And I never saw John Wick 3, but I've always meant to. Saw John Wick 4. I will say this. um, Firstly, Rich, we saw it in this cinema. And we didn't know this. It was Builders 4X, which I didn't even understand what that meant. But what it means, Rich, is that it's like a ride. So when you're... Oh, you mean 4D. 4D, whatever it's called, yeah. So when you're in there, it's mm. like moving around a lot. And like when the gunfight's going, like it jerks you around. And like when you're driving, like there's this really annoying, like kind of hissing around you. And like, so some water comes down on you. Like it's, it's, it's kind of an experience. I'd never had the experience. It's very much like a ride. Um... But I tell you what, in a three-hour fucking John Wick movie, some of it got a bit annoying because you're just like... What? How long How long is it? Uh, it's two hours and 51 minutes, I believe. Are you shitting me? Yeah, the, the original cut was four hours, and they, they cut it down. Yeah, I'm definitely waiting for that to come on streaming. Yeah, now, I will say this. It is actually quite good. Um, is it overly long and repetitive? Yes. You know what it's a lot like? It's a lot like a really long video game, sort of linear video Ugh. game that you enjoy, but it's like, I don't know, you, 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 it's, it's kind of like watching Assassin's Creed and having to sit through all of the cutscenes in a row and you just by the end of it, you're just like, oh my God, can I take a break? Um, it is a good movie. I think it'll. It, it, it's actually probably my favourite in the franchise. I probably slightly prefer it to one, and I didn't like two, so I don't have much to base it on. Um, it is good. It is. It is good. Um, Keanu's acting is. I mean, it's it, it's bad even by his standards. You know, um, uh, Keanu it really is just saying lines uh, and without even much acting. I would even say. Um, but it, visually great, um, got some great action set pieces. I, I, I think the length of it and the repetitive nature of it, combined with the annoying jerking around, um, did make it feel a bit long. But overall, as it, like I, you know, what I thought a couple of times, I wouldn't mind just watching this normally without this jerkiness. Mm. Um, but that was an experience, and so that was 
we were enjoying it for that angle. And it did keep me awake because I think I might have fallen asleep otherwise because I was quite tired. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, no, but not a bad movie. Uh, if, look, it's one of these things. If you're into that action John Wick thing, you'll probably love it because it's kind of John Wick at the max. And it's reasonably a good film, and visually I'm, it's very I'm, cool. I'm concerned about that runtime because I really enjoyed mm. one and two. Mm. I did not enjoy three. Okay. I thought I thought three was the weakest of. Okay. I mean, for me, one uh, just of the three I've seen, one is still the best. Mm. Two was okay. Like it was, it was fine. Like I was just like, okay, it's a sequel. It doesn't mm. like it's not better than the first one. Mm. But the third one I thought was. Uh, very disappointing okay. um, uh, because the problem is is like the problem with John Wick is it's an action movie right and yep. the idea of these of the John Wick movies is to like really do these like sort of drawn out action set pieces and there's know, lots that, of them in this film by the you way know, yeah, but I was going to say but the problem with three is that they just went off for too long you know mm. what I mean they were just like you would like fuck like mm. like get on with it you know mm. how many times does I see a dog jump and bite the guy you know what I mean like well get ready for that and, again get ready for that again yeah. yeah so I'm concerned that I think I might uh, uh, I, I might sort of get a bit bored mm. um if, if it's like two or three hours and a but lot of a, that's going to be action. So. And a lot of it's action and oh, look, dude, like it's so like a fucking video game. That's, un, that's so unnecessary, man. An action movie does not need to be fucking three hours long, man. What are they thinking? Well, dude, so much of it is video game style missions too. Like we've got to go to this person so that we can get your card replaced so you can vibe for the next person. Like, it's like that. Like, literally, that's the story. And then it's like, go to this place, fight this battle, you get the card, you can then go and fight this guy on the table and blah, blah, blah. Like, um, but I, I must admit, probably because I haven't been in a cinema for a long time, and I am a bit of a slut for good visuals. I must admit that. I mean, I'm like that in games. I'm like that in movies. Sometimes if they give me nice-looking fucking things, I'm just like, yeah, okay, you know? And I did feel that the director did a very good job with all that. Like, I did think it was quite a slick movie um, in a lot of ways. And to be fair, it was better than I expected. I probably expected it to be about a 6 out of 10. I'd probably give it an 8, actually. And I'm maybe being a tiny bit generous there, but overall, I did really enjoy it. Um and that was with a rather annoying jerking seat scenario, which was, you know, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could not do that. No. Well, we didn't even know we were doing it, to be honest. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, that was I, I had no idea what Ford X or D or whatever the fuck it was. I, I just I just picked it because uh, it was a good time and I and it said VMAX on it. And I was like, okay, VMAX is what we want. Um but I was glad I saw it in the end, and um, and I'm happy to watch Scream on streaming, actually. So that's a good example of, like, a film that you would... I'd prefer to see John Wick than Scream on a big screen. I don't think you need to see Scream 4 or Scream 6 on a massive screen, you know? I really Fair don't. Enough. Um, so, yeah, that was my review. Now, um, we then had... Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, the Shazam 2... Box office bomb has been the talk of the town this week. Uh, the movie's really yeah. disappointed uh, in terms of um, uh, box office and reviewers, but let's focus on the box office first because that's, I think, the big problem here. 
Um, it's taken a lot less than the first one, which is a problem. Uh, I think the first one took over forty million. This one, I think, took thirty million opening, and it's having yeah. a big drop off. And I mean, Zachary Levi. Um, I mean, he blamed marketing. This film was marketed heavily. So uh, actually, can I? Mm. I actually I do agree with him, but not that it wasn't heavily marketed. Mm. After seeing the movie, I do think that they marketed it. You there? Yeah, so I think they marketed it wrong. Not okay. that they didn't market it. I, my view after watching the movie is that they they marketed it incorrectly. So okay. they tried to make it look like a big spectacle, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just whatever, whatever. But what they should have done was focused on um, comedy, uh, more on not not so much the comedy, but more of the um, the relationship aspect. Mm. Like, because if you've seen the first movie, you know how like oh we're all one big happy family, and mm. in the movie. Like, my only gripe about the movie is that I wish um, uh, Captain Marvel, Billy, was a little bit more serious in this. Because what it is, is he's holding on too tight. Right? So, if they got to go do superhero stuff, they all got to do it together. No one can go do it by themselves. Right? He's like, all or or none or something like that. And so, he's kind of like almost... Uh, get uh, forming a wedge between him and especially Freddie, because mm. Freddie, you know, I mean, come on, Freddie's like a, a, an invalid. Mm. You know, he, he's always like he wants to be seen. He he kind of wants to be a superhero and go do his own thing. Yeah, and I think if they'd maybe focused more on like uh, bringing it down a little bit in the marketing to so, to show like it's a it's got a bit of like a um a heart to it. Like there's a, a, a it's a family that's maybe falling apart a little bit or. Mm that's been suffocated and then you can throw in some of the you know the, the big battles and the dragon and stuff but make it people go oh that seems like a very like heartfelt or you know there's like a there's a message yeah because there's no real message in the in the advertising in the marketing it's it was marketed as just another superhero movie it was exactly marketed as just another superhero that hurt it i mean if you're saying it wasn't marketed enough i don't agree if you're saying it wasn't marketed correctly, I I would agree with that. Well, he's yeah, he I think he was saying not enough, which I think is incorrect. I think it was marketed pretty heavily, but he was also having a cry saying how it's not. There's a family film here that people aren't seeing. I mean, okay. I agree. Yeah. Now, in my honest opinion, I think he's put out. They've put out a mediocre product, and uh. and can I say this? Mediocre product. As in very run-of-the-mill, very similar to Ant-Man 3, in a market that's growing tired of these formulaic pitches. That's the problem, I think. I think that, I, you know... No, i got to disagree with you because oh. I've put this in there for you. The audience score is 87%. So the people that saw it, the actual audience, really enjoyed the movie. But I'm looking, that... I'm looking at Metacritic at an audience score that's, like, very low. And a, and a critical score. The the, the original. No, oh, no. The critical score is is fucking in the toilet. It's like fifty percent or. No, it's less. 20%. It's 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 forty one, I believe. And the critical score on the first Shazam, a, a film that I felt was very mediocre, by the way, the first Shazam is seventy one and is in green. And and Shazam two, Fury of the Gods, I believe is yeah forty seven, and audience score of five point seven. Use a score of 5.7. So both in yellow. But I don't know. Let's, I mean, moving away from what, because what I've heard from most people is if you like the first one, you'll like this one. If you didn't like the first one, you, you, you won't like this one. It's more of the same. That's what I've heard. Um, 
with that. Uh, again, it is. Um, because, again, the first movie, um, again, it's a lower-budget movie. And, again, that's why I think they needed to to market it more as a family movie, like mm. a, 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 a movie with, like, a message with heart. Mm. Because in the first movie, you've got... It's essentially a boy who doesn't realize a good thing that he's got, right? So he's trying to find his mother that he thinks didn't abandon... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's yeah, convinced... Yeah. She didn't abandon him. That she's looking, and and he's got this good family, and he's kind of like dismissing them. And then you know the message is that you know family is what you make it. It's mm. all that you know what I mean, and blah blah blah. And the second movie, it's really cool, is that again he's holding on too tight. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, and, to and his adopted true, family kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So he's a guy who lost family, and mm. now he's found family, and he's really scared of of losing them. He's scared that if people, if he, if they all go do their own thing, mm. that they'll you know they'll leave him. And mm. that's a genuine fear. And again, it's in the movie. It's it's kind of a contention between him and Freddie and even Mary. Mm. You know, uh, there's some sort of like a bit of animosity there and all that sort of stuff. What I think hurts the movie, and I, I said this in the review as well, is just, there's just too many kids. Mm. I feel, I, I just feel if it was just Mary, Freddie and whatever, it, it's just a much more tighter. Well, you've got the fat one, don't you? Isn't there a fat one from memory? Well, the, yeah. Well, again, there's the, the Asian kid, the, 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 the black kid, the... The Hispanic kid, mm. <laughs> like it's literally just a checkbox of fucking yeah uh, ethnicities and all that. But I just feel like those they don't add anything. Mm. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I don't think anyone's turning up to see that. Yeah, they they really don't add anything. Um, and I just feel like um, I I will do do you think that um the 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 Shazam reboot by by Jeff Johns is probably one of his few and you know he hasn't had that many missteps to me Jeff John sure. the Shazam 2 uh, Shazam reboot uh, or for New 52 was a bit of a I, I, ne- I never liked it I, I, I read it and I didn't like it I would have preferred I liked the Jeff Smith Shazam Monster Society of Evil um, mm. trade paperback I, I, I just in comics if I'm going to read Shazam I think he should be the kind of big red cheese kind of pretty cheesy and and all that, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Rather than sort of, they tried to darken well, the it up is, a bit. Is they, well, the, yeah, and the, and the problem with this movie is that they do lean into the cheesiness, but it's a very more immature cheesiness. Oh yeah, yeah, no, um, it's terrible. Which is fine, but I just wish that they. It was fine for the first movie, mm. right? But I think by the second movie, I do think that the uh, Shazam Cap, Captain Marvel. Mm. I think he, he just needed to be act a little bit more mature, a little bit more serious. I mean, I, I think... I mean, I've said this before on the show. I think they picked the wrong guy. I think Zachary Levi is terrible, like, frankly. I think he Oh, no, turns, no. Completely disagree. With I know you there. disagree, that's, but but see, I, I think it's... That's the, just your absolute bias because you don't like the guy. I don't like the guy, but but that's based on only seeing these movies. I, I've not seen this guy in anything else. I think he looks too old. I think he plays it... Look, I, I get it. He's playing it so lightweight. I get that. I just don't Oh, yeah, they, they're going for big. Like, yeah. they're going for Tom Hanks for big. So, yeah. You know, and that's why I would have liked to have seen him just... Because, um, uh, again, it's not his fault. He's given direction, okay, we want you to act goofy. Mm. Um, and we want you to act kid-like. And, again, that was fine for the first movie. Mm. But I think by the second movie, they needed to let him... But don't you feel it's a bit pathetic watching a 40-year-old act like that? And you're just like, how can anyone take well, that seriously? Again, it's a kids' movie. He's supposed to. Yeah, I he's guess. supposed to make it like he's a kid. Like oh, that's, that's the point. thing. This this Shazam is very different to the proper Shazam. Like the mm. this Shazam is, it's still Billy. Like it's it's yeah. still Billy just in an adult body. He doesn't gain yeah. the. What, what happened to the Wisdom of Solomon? 
It well, that's, they even make that joke in this. They even make that joke where they find out what his powers actually mean, right? Yeah. They, they, they that the, so, and then he goes, "Who the hell is Solomon?" And they're like, yeah. "Yeah, you definitely didn't get the wisdom for some reason." Like they even make a right. joke, yeah, okay, and they make a reference that he really doesn't act like. He yeah, has no, I, I get it. I, and you know what? And I and even though I don't like it, I can get what they're going for. And I get it. You've got to look. You've got to commit to, a, to commit to a bit, which he has done. But uh, I will say mm. this: at, towards the end of the movie, though, uh, Dave, I mm. think you'll. And this is why I feel I wish they'd let him just be a little bit more serious, like mm. not as goofy. Is because there's, there's the moment when he, in the movie, where he realizes what he has to do, mm. and it, it, all of that goofiness sort of goes away, dissipates, and yeah. and it's really nice to see him just be, like. Yeah. A, a person do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, not, yeah. rather than a caricature goofy yeah. and and almost like nonsensical and, mm. and can't take him seriously because again i don't blame him for that like that's the director mm. you the director's telling you how to act and telling you that's a good take or give me more goofiness or whatever so they've decided we're leaning into the goofiness of it but i think they should have pulled back that's just my opinion and i think he could have done he could have shown a, a, a more acting chops um yeah because he's got the look I, I, and again especially now because his costume doesn't look as goofy he's mm. fine like when he stands and, and he's posing he does look it looks like it's a good choice for shazam it's just that they go but again i i'm torn because i also understand why they've done it because they again they've gone it's kiddie movie so well they're you know, going for the kids like kid. they're going for the yeah. kids and they're hoping for one of those those moments like but f- that's my point. They forgot to advertise it to the kids yeah. or to the family. They're, they're hoping for a frozen yeah. moment where the movie just blows up so big with the kids yeah. that it becomes almost like a multi-generational and, picture. And, that, and I do believe, and I still stand by this, a Black Adam Earthless movie because Black Adam was shown to sort of be a bit of a spectacle mm. and it wasn't a good movie and they marketed this the same way. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. They should have, yeah. They should have pulled back and said, okay, let's really put the marketing to make it different, like to show this is not just another spectacle Black Adam. This you know. looked like any, like from the marketing, just the marketing, this yeah. looked like any normal run-of-the-mill superhero, Black Adam, fucking whoever. It could have been anybody. Um, and we're just bla- putting a brand on it and good luck. And I, it was marketed heavily. I would, it's, it's always like, I think they marketed it very generically. You know? Oh yeah! Oh, for absolutely, absolutely. Mm. There's just a couple of jokes in it, and then just a lot of like punching a dragon and yeah, throwing. You know, and I and I do stuff. believe that I I will say this. I think the market is growing very bored with the formula, and mm. Shazam and Ant Man three are very formulaic, and and I would say Ant Man three was marketed slightly differently, but I I I, I feel that. Uh, the appetite's there. Like, there will be other superhero movies that will make a lot of money. But I think we've hit that point where the audience is probably becoming, I want to say, more discerning or critical, but it could just be a bit more bored, you know? And it's like, if it's not something a little bit different, um, do they care? Do they want to spend $25 to go to the cinema and take the kids and take the family and all this shit? And, and again, it's you know. it's a shame because this movie is 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 pretty good like i mean mm. it's not a it's not a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten as i said then why, why has like it got a critical review. score of in the 40s i like, honestly, just, the thing i don't know i honestly when i read some of the reviews mm. um i don't know like i look at it and i just go i don't know what the 
these really harsh reviewers are talking about. Like, so some, some of them are just following the trend. Some of them are just doing that. That's, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's other ones who go, you know, oh, there's heart and the relationships are like there and, and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you clearly watch the movie. And then other people are like, Ugh, it's just joyless and soulless. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did you watch the same fucking movie or do you just I, I like honestly think some of them don't on? watch it. Dude, how many times do we see Spider-Man movies making all this money and people starting on reviews like, I know it's hard to watch a film where someone sticks to walls. And he's just like, oh, God, like, could we not get another reviewer? You know what I mean? Like, it's very hard to believe anything where it's just kicking and punching and flying in the air. And you just like, I, I, if you can't buy the conceit, you, must you be the person writing the review, you know? Um, so there is a bit of that. Look, I mean, I don't think Shazam 1 deserves a Metacritic score of 71. I think that's ridiculous. Um, I thought that was a very... I think that 7 out of 10, I think that's pretty... I mean, I would have barely given it... I Like, 5.5... To me, I thought it was a very, very mediocre film. I know people loved it, uh, but I think I think you're too old, Dave. Well, this is the thing: people supposedly love that movie. I I bet you, if I saw the sequel, that I would think it's about the same. I I I, I don't actually believe that this film is any that much worse than the first movie. I uh, I, I reckon uh, they're about the same. So look, and again, I think this is a perfect example. So if you go on IMDb, right? Uh huh. Uh, it's got a 6.6, right? Yeah. But when they do the breakdown of, like, the, the ratings, right, from 1 to 10, mm. the vast majority of people put 7. Okay. Like, 25.7%, and then the rest is, like, broken up 16% here, 7% there. And I'm like, yeah, that's about right. I think it's a it's about a 7 out of 10. It, the sequel you're talking about, or the, or the first one? Yeah, no, the sequel. Okay, yeah. Look, everyone I know who's seen it, including people who like the first one, say, if you like the first one, this one's fine too. If you, well, if you didn't it, like the I first mean, even one, my girlfriend yeah. preferred this one over the yeah. uh, the first one. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, some, sometimes, I will say this, and just getting away from this actual movie, reviewer, reviewing can sometimes be a herd mentality kind of occupation. Um, I think reviewers can spot trends, and if a movie like this, a movie that they don't really want to review well, like, they don't really want to review the superhero movies well. They do it almost out of sufferance, you know? And when they can see the movie is disappointing financially, there is no incentive for the reviewer to actually buy into the conceit that these superhero movies are actually worthwhile. Because at the end of the day, they take the approach that the majority of these reviewers, that they're popcorn, you know, rides, basically. You know what I mean? Like... And, and, and in some extent, they're correct, but they, they overly do it. So when they see a film like this, where everyone's like, it you know, it had a 25% Ooh. drop off. I wonder if some of the reviewers, you know, because of reviews these days, are still salty that he, he spoke out against um, vaccines. <laughs> I think that's been forgotten. I don't think, I, I, I hardly think that actually. I think it's been forgotten by the audience, but not by the, yeah, not by the media. Yeah. Medias have got longer. Well, they uh, tried to make a thing of it, um, and but I must admit, I haven't even seen that brought up whilst they've been slamming him because normally they'd bring that up. Oh, and you, by the way, he's a vaccine denier. Like, burn him at the stake. Why don't we just kill him? <laughs> yeah, but you don't. But that's the thing. You don't have to. You can make it yeah. seem like it's a genuine review. Yeah, um, true. Because then, if because if, if you mention that, then people will dismiss your review. Yeah, they'll say. Uh, but look, I, I'm curious. I, when it comes to stream streaming, I'll watch it. I, I would I would like you to watch this and just give and just give me your review on. And I'll also compare it. it to Black Adam, a, mo a movie that I didn't hate, even though I thought it was pretty run of the mill. I I didn't hate Black Adam. I thought it was very very average. Yeah. 
but you know. Well, look, I feel you'll probably feel the same about this. I mm. think how you viewed Black Adam, I think this. But okay, before we move on from this, I just wanted to say that this movie proves <laughs> how fucking stupid the Rock is. Well, I was going to bring up the Rock because the, hang the, on, hang on. Before yeah, we get yeah, there, yeah. before we get there. So in this movie, right, you've got the daughters of Atlas who mm-hmm. are, are are taking the kids' powers, right? They got the staff and they're taking back the gods' powers. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, oh my god, if you had made Black Adam the villain in the first movie, right, mm. and you had these daughters, they could also be going after Black Adam. And now yeah. you have the two of them working together, yeah, to overcome. So now, boom, there's the redemption part. You've already started the. Uh, put him onto sort of a redemption arc, mm. but you still had him as a villain in the first movie. And I just thought myself watching, watching me, I was like, oh, what wasted fucking potential, man. Well, that was the rock's ego. Like, let's yeah. face it, like at the end of the day. And when I say ego, yeah, obviously ego, but also I actually, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I think the rock, he got attached to that Black Adam like a decade ago. You know, it was a different world. And it's almost like he got hitched to the wrong horse, but he refused to believe that, and he just built this thing up where, like, he is Black Adam, and Black Adam is, like, the best. And I'm like, yeah, I don't mind Black Adam either, but he's a peripheral character. Like, you know, he's a good character, but, wow, we're putting a lot of faith in Black Adam. And, um, you know, and, and it definitely cost this movie, and Zachary Levi was saying that The Rock nixed uh, Shazam cameo in Black Adam 2, which would have made sense for him to have a cameo mm. because it's leading into the next movie. You know, I would have thought that would have been sort of marketing 101, personally. Well, as I said to you, uh, see, here's the thing. I personally believe that it was always supposed to be um, Shazam in the in the after credit scene. Yeah. I believe that instead of when, when Wallace sends someone, because remember, so because in this movie the end credit scene is uh, uh, Waller sending the two people Harcourt and whatever to tell him, "Do you want to join the Justice Society?" Yeah, and I think that that scene was always meant to be Shazam saying, "You and I need to talk," kind of thing, mm. because one they have the same powers and all that, but he wanted Superman because I don't, you know what I mean. His attitude is, "I'm the Rock. I take on Superman. I don't take on Shazam." Yeah, and that's right. Superman came out. It was a pretty cool scene. Superman flew down. But what was funny about and I said, it... You could have included both of them, though. That's what annoys me. You could have yeah. actually had the two of them as if to say, hey, there's two of us. You better fucking keep yourself in line. You know but I mean? marketing-wise, it was an absolute joke that they didn't include Shazam at some point in that movie. And I mean even briefly, because mm. because... It had been a well, few years. Well, they share the same origin, basically. They're I mean, so, so connected. Different. They're so connected. They're kind of part of the same brand, really. And you don't need to make Shazam a focal point. I understand The Rock not wanting that, but just that advertisement angle. Like, I mean, Marvel have shown that that works, you know? And mm. if there's one thing the Marvel Cinematic Universe has shown, it's the, it's these fucking little bullshit cameos um, so, sort of yeah. pay off, and they ignored that. And I know that there was a lot of, um, what do you call it, like... Uh, sort of demand for Henry Cavill. And I understand that, but I, I could think you could have had both in the film, even if not in the same scene. You could have had a blink and you miss it Shazam scene, and you could have had the ending with Superman, and everyone's happy. Um, but it, it seems like the quote was that Rock bent the will of um, Warners to him. 
and I guess invested some of his rep, which oh. which got burnt when the movie failed, and him and Henry Cavill were both effectively let go. But you know, but you know what's annoying is you could have actually had Shazam already part of the Justice Society, but yeah. because he's inexperienced, he mm. doesn't. You know, he's not necessarily doing that well against mm. Black Adam. So yeah. you could have still had him like try and go toe to toe. Obviously, you don't you, you don't want to undermine him, but you also don't want to overmine. You know, like overshadow. Black Adam, but you could have actually included in the movie as has him part of that, but still his inexperience sort of gets the better of him. Oh, you mean as as part of the society that... Yeah, um, like with, with uh, Dr... Um, uh, oh, that would have... There's no way The Rock would have allowed that. Oh, no, I know, but I'm saying it would make sense, is what I'm it saying. It would make like, sense, If but, you just look at yeah. it from a comic-like world yeah. uh, universe, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have made perfect sense. Oh, for, from the aspect of a comic fan, they both should have been in each other's movies. <laughs> to some oh, ex- yeah. to some extent, um, but you know the thing is, and I will say this, and it's a lesson for just people out there. Look, The Rock had a, a pretty decent reputation. He, his reputation's taken a hit. It's not like The Rock's been cancelled; like he'll continue. But when oh, you yeah. when you invest some of your personal power into a project, you do put something at stake. And he he had some skin in the game. You know, he Rock definitely. You know, he called the play. They followed the play. Uh, let's uh, honestly, the the box office was soft on Black Adam. He's out as Black Adam. I, I think, frankly, he seemed quite accepting of that when he was interviewed. He's like, "Look, you know, I took my shot," kind of thing. And um, but where I'm slightly more critical is probably in the. I do think it did hurt Shazam 2's numbers. Uh, and saying nothing about the quality of the movie, I do think. Coming just like uh, Black Panther's numbers were helped by I want to say it was Endgame or something like Endgame. There was a there was a movie that came out. I'm uh, not Endgame. The Infinity War. There was a movie that came out just before I believe Black Panther, and I really think it cushioned well, the numbers. Yeah, but I also just think um, Civil War boosted the numbers because yeah. Civil War was such a good movie. Yeah, and introduced a Black Panther that people are like, oh, let's go. You know, sure. oh, the new character Black Panther. Let's sure. go watch it. So. It helped for sure. Um, it's funny, isn't it? I guess also it was. It was like if we're being honest, this all happened at the tail end of one regime. So when the new regime came in, these decisions were pretty much made. You know, like these films were pretty much done. So it also came in at a very transitional point in 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 the DC. You know, you or whatever whatever they call it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The the film universe. It all came, and in transitional moments, I guess maybe that's where The Rock's pulling power probably helped him get the decision he wanted. And then, you know, the movie disappointed. And, I mean, he was really gung-ho on that movie. He, I never thought Black Adam was going to make... I'm sick of people saying movies have to make a billion dollars. I, I think if Black Adam had made $800 million, that would have been fine. But it didn't go close. I think it made somewhere in the threes. Um, yeah. And it would have been an expensive movie, and he would have been expensive. And so, yeah. Mm. Anyway, well, apparently, you know. um, this movie cost way less than the Black Adam movie. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Black, like Black almost, almost like a hundred mil less. Or that doesn't surprise like that. me. Like, well, yeah, I think they invested pretty. Look, that's why he got. It's why he got the show on the door because they invested a lot of money in it and time and um, everything. And then when that disappoints, it's not just the financial hit; it's the reputational hit that gets taken on the actual film franchise, the overall DC films, you know, th- there's a there's a loss effect. When, when you have a movie that comes out of the gate with The Rock, they're expecting big numbers, they're wanting big numbers, the numbers come out so soft, that actually weakens the sort of films, 
you know, like that that weakens that division. And, you know, that's something that I mean, that's why he was he was shown the door instantly. You know, if you remember, within two weeks it was it was done. It was like, yep, the numbers are in, it's not good enough. Sorry. Bye. You know? Mm. So oh, yeah. what do you think? I mean, moving away from this, because I think it's under all what do you think this means for the DCU and what do you think it means for Oh Hold on. Hold on, man. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yep. Uh, hold on, I can't hear you for some reason. Oh, yeah, no, I can. Okay, well, I'll do one, two, three. One, two, three. What do you think it means for Shazam and... Shazam in particular. Let's say Black Adam's done, gone, we'll never see him again. Do you think we'll see any more Shazam in any... played by Zachary Levi in any more future projects, or you think that that's effectively done? Uh, it depends on if this Justice Society is happening. Because at the end of this movie, he was invited to uh, a justice society. So you may see him, but he just may not have his own uh, standalone movies anymore. Mm. Unless they they do decide to just do one more. Uh, Look, I suppose it's going to depend. Look, it's what the movie's only been out for one week. Mm. Um, I think it's going to depend on what its final tally is, I guess, at the end of the day. as to whether they scrap him completely or try and rework him into... Could, could be part of a group. I, I could see... Oh, yeah. Trying to rework him into another avenue or, or, or team or something like that. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, but, you know, at the same time, I think there's possibly also... There is going to be a lot of fatigue. I don't care what Kevin Feige says. Like, mm. I think the days of... of you know, six fucking superhero movies coming out per year is mm. is done. Do you know what I mean? Like, or or like four or five and coming out. Part of that's year, their own fault, I think, by putting out some pretty mediocre product. Too. Well, that, but that's what they've always done, isn't it? Like, mm. and that's what Hollywood has always done. That's mm. even books, you know, novels, whatever. Whenever there's something that's popular, they saturate the market with it. Like, yeah. they just flood the market. Yeah, with they it. do. They do. Because yeah. they probably know there is a bubble. Why not just fucking force, you know, like pump, 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 get that much money and force the bubble to almost burst yourself Yeah, and hope that you find the next bubble by then. No, yeah, that's definitely, (laughs) definitely par for the course. I mean, I do think there is a state of fatigue. Um, I do think a good movie is still very capable. Good superhero movie is still very capable of making huge money. But I think that some of the stuff, like Ant-Man 3, again, I haven't seen it, but... A lot of people have said. I mean, I saw Wakanda Forever, and I thought that was fucking bad. That was that was about as bad as I can imagine a superhero movie being. I struggled through that. Uh, I imagine Ant Man Three, something I'm slightly more interested in, will be about the same. There's a reason these movies, uh, if not tanking, they're soft. They're not particularly good, you know. And the novelty's worn off. Um, I dare say the characters aren't that compelling. I don't think anyone in Wakanda Forever was very compelling. Namor was the best, and even he was he was kind of like a guy coming in off the bench, Rich giving you 15 minutes in a game, you know? Mm. Um, Ant-Man 3, I don't know. No one's saying it's a good movie. You know, no one I've seen, no one I've spoken to. I haven't seen it myself yet, but there's a reason it didn't make money, you know? And they need to be careful, and they need to retool. Um, what's the next Marvel movie coming out? Do we know? Marvels, I think. 
that has every mm. chance of flopping in this environment. Yeah. That has every chance. Like, no offense to what's the name who plays Captain Marvel because I didn't mind the original Captain Marvel movie. I'm just saying in this climate right now, that movie could very well flop if, if, unless it's particularly good. If it's really good, I think it will do fine. But if it assume it's mediocre, like like Shazam, like Ant Man, it will. I, I I reckon it will not make much more than those movies at all. No one cares about Ms. Marvel, the the fucking young character from the TV show that I slogged through. Uh, the other black Captain Marvel, whatever the fucking name is, no one gives a shit. And Brie Larson, it's a fifty fifty. Uh, you know. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just I'm I'm being very. I'm emotionless, not connected to it. I'm saying that movie has every chance of following straight in the footsteps of these. You know, they need to... I honestly think this whole thing about how we can just do it all with the minor characters, I'm I'm not sure you can. I, I, I think you can do it for a couple of movies, but you can't base your whole franchise on what I call fringe characters. You know? That's yeah. just my opinion. That's just That's just me. I mean, give me... The fucking X-Men and Fantastic Four, please. Save me from these boring characters. You know? Yeah, and, and, and it, it's also getting to the point where everything's starting to like not feel connected anymore. So mm. early MCU, everything kind of felt like it was connected, right? Because you didn't... It, it, there wasn't a lot. I mean, it was just really um, the big three. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and the Avengers movie. So you basically had Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Sure. Right? Yeah. They were the movies, then you had the Avengers movie. So it was a bit smaller. Then, you know, they started slowly adding, you know, your Doctor Strange, your Ant-Man, mm. all that sort of stuff. But it still felt connected. Like, um, you know, although, no, to be fair, they didn't feel connected um, until they came into the Avengers. But right now, nothing feels like it's connected. Like, no, yeah, uh, it's nothing it's, really yeah. feels like it's leading towards anything. I know everyone's saying, oh, it's Kang. We're leading towards Kang. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like that. Like it doesn't feel like he no. is this, like this constant threat that is out it's, there. That's we, it's more a case of we're being told you know? in the mark. We're being told, forget, that, like, you know? yeah. Because don't forget, back back in the day, they would always like try and include some sort of Thanos mm. um, yeah. thing. At the end, at the end, he got the gem. At the end, he got the gem. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and then like at the end of the, like like the Guardian, the, even Guardian sort of introduced him to show his medicine, and there was the one where we were sitting, you know. Yeah. On like this, like it's just they were kept like, oh, who is this big? And there was guy that always that, like, I'm gonna have to go do it myself, you know? Yeah. So they kept teasing him, but nothing's really teasing. You know, there's no, there was no Kang teasing in Doctor Strange. There was no um, Kang. There's no Kang teasing in any of the shows other than Loki. Mm. Yes, you got Ant Man, but like, I'm sure there'll be no Kang in this Miss Marvels. I highly doubt it. Like yeah. no, there was no Kang in 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 Wakanda forever. So yeah. what's what's what what are we working towards? That's all I'm like. I don't feel like it's working towards it. You know what I? Yeah, I agree. You know what I wish they would do, and it was really criticised actually in Age of Ultron where they teased other movies inside the movie, and there were people going, "Why the fuck is Thor going in the pool?" And we're seeing shit that's not related to this movie. I liked that because I was like, "Wow, they're teasing." Something that there's they're sort of like in a way kind of previewing the other franchise. I thought it was cool, mm. uh, but but there were, there were articles written rich and these fucking article writers, like, God, I hate them. They're like, Oh, well, it was so confusing, I just couldn't follow what was going on. It's like, Oh my fucking god, it was like a little tease. Like, was it that confusing? 
you know, and yeah, it was for them, Dave. It, it must on. have been, yeah. I was like, wow, you guys, um, you are aware it's fictional, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's Thor having, what? yeah, it's Thor having a little what? moment, yeah. But I would like if I was doing Ms. Marvels or Marvels, whatever that's called, um, they have a little scene with something crazy happening with Kang that's almost like. I'm not as cheesy as this, but this idea. You open a door and you see Kang fighting some crazy monster or doing something bizarre, and then the door closes. Now, obviously, you address that up a lot to make it seem more interesting than what I just said, but effectively, that's what it is, you know? Oh, no. Or oh, oh, just like at some of the end of the movies, you have him pop in mm. and maybe either get something or go, oh, I missed my wind. You know what I mean? Yeah. I miscalculated i need to go and and so he's alluding that he's doing something yeah. we don't know what it is but he's up to you know what i mean oh what's this guy up to he keeps popping in and either getting something or claiming that he's come too late or too early you know what i mean like that that, that he's clearly up to something but yeah there's nothing like other than no. the movie that he actually appears in like, the tv show who, who's nothing. the marvels fighting do we know do we know anything about this fucking movie mm, i'm sure it'll be some some Something space, space you know, oriented. Maybe yeah. it'll be the um. What 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 have we got? The Cree. I'm sure it'll be probably something involving the Cree, maybe or. Oh, okay. Um, trying to think of all the the aliens that uh, Marvel has. There's the Cree, the Kree and scrolls, the scrolls. But um, there's, there's the, something else. What's the? Oh, maybe the Brood or something. That'd was be. They the Brood. Jeez, I fucking love that. The Brood. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. You've got the um. What are the ones with um the. X-Men chick, you know, Shalandra or Leandra. You know them? Like the... Oh, yeah, the Shi'ar, the Shi'ar, yeah. The yeah, Shi'ar yeah. Empire? Yeah, what about them? Oh, that'd be cool if Gladiator rocks up? Fuck That's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking, Rich. You read my mind, man. You must be a telepath. I was just thinking, what if the fucking Marvels movie is a softer... You know, we're making excuses for what we think is going to be a very boring film. Um, is a soft tease for some more um, X-Men stuff? What if Wolverine turns up? That'd be cool. You go to the you flash to the Leandra spaceship. There's 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 Professor X and Wolverine beside him in the spaceship. Dude, how would can I be honest? Can I ask you something? How would you feel if when they introduce the X Men and all that, all they lead up to is uh, <laughs> AVX? That's what I think they will be doing. Yeah, well, they've done that in the comics like fifty-two times. So I'd be available for that if 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 they do it well. Yeah, I I, I definitely think there'll be a um. I definitely think there'll be a, a AVX for sure. I think it would be a absolute. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely going to be happening. But that's going to be happening in probably like five, six years, man. That's going to be happening a bit further down the track. Oh yeah, there'll be events. Oh no, no, I'm event. saying, what if like the next? Okay, so obviously they're building towards Kang. Apparently, uh-huh. I'm just saying, what if the next phase is Avengers versus? They X-Men. build towards uh, uh, Avengers versus X Men. I'd love it. Fuck yes, fuck yes. That would actually make me. Want to fucking live again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I Avengers versus X Men is one of my favorite um, events of Marvel ever. I fucking love that event. I, I really do. Really? I don't. I feel like they've built it too many I, times. I'm talking about the original event. I like. I agree. I don't agree with everything that was in it. Like, I don't agree with every battle or anything. But just overall, I fucking love that event. That was actually one of the first omnibuses I got. 
actually. It was amongst my first, probably my first 10. I really love that event. I love that event with a passion. What I would say is I would want a movie about the X-Men before the event. Because oh, I, no, no, no. That, what, what I'm saying is the X-Men movies and the rest of the other movies all are building towards that. It doesn't just happen in one movie. It has to build towards Yeah, that'd be cool. Climactic. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fine. I think that's what will happen, man. I, I think, and I'm just speculating, this is based on nothing more than my own intuition. I, I know that Feige put that thing out there of Secret Wars. I think in Secret Wars, it'll probably be a chance to have at least one or two X-Men in the, in, the, in the team if they're going to be on the planet and stuff with the Beyonder and all that sort of stuff. And then it might lead into more X-Men after that. I think you'll probably see a couple of X-Men, probably Wolverine right. and someone else, um, Storm or someone, just picking names at random. And then, yeah, I think it'll broaden out. And then inevitably, yes, it will be Avengers versus X-Men. That will, that will inevitably... Assuming the bubble doesn't completely burst and these movies all start bombing and suddenly there is no more future because that could that, there's always that possibility, you know. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Assuming and, and, that, it's not even a, and it's not even a slight possibility. No, 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 it's, it's, the, it's there. It's there. It could have. Assuming that doesn't happen, um, we'll definitely get it. It could be in 10 years' time, but I'd be fucking available. Oh, yeah, bring it on. Oh, dude, just thought of it. In my mausoleum, just imagine this. You walk into one room, Wolverine Origins just playing on loop. In another room, Avengers vs. X-Men playing on loop. Yeah. Oh yeah. This mausoleum's so awesome. It's almost a shame I'm gonna be it's almost a shame I'm gonna be dead. So uh, such a shrine to me and my obsessions and just Wolverine or and the, you, you walk in the room, you, you see what the movies you spin around, turn around, uh uh-uh, uh, guards at the door, you gotta watch the whole film, Rich. <laughs> You're trap pal. <laughs> but might as well take a seat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, I, I, I think that the uh, chances of Avengers vs. X-Men are, are huge. Oh, by the way, the director of Shazam said he's stepping away from superhero movies, David Sandberg, after this. He said he devoted like six or seven years to the Shazam franchise. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, um, yeah, because it, it got uh, delayed because of uh, coronavirus. And all. Right. That's also another thing I think that may have hurt this as well, is that it, it couldn't capitalize on yeah what, what success that it had because yeah. of the... You know, because, I mean, again, MCU can bounce back from that sort of shit because it's already a massively established franchise. So a bit of a delay or whatever, it's not going to really yeah. do anything. But I do think this movie needed, a, the, the franchises needed a, 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 a quicker... Oh, yeah, four years was um, too long. Four years was too yeah. long. For, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, they. I, I totally agree. And a young audience too. Hard to keep a young audience for your break, you know? Um, oh god, yeah, they've found something already. They've moved on. Hundred percent, man. They're fucking these kids, they they they, they move on fast. Uh, Marvel is reeling, Rich, from the sudden departure of key executive uh, Victoria Alonso. Uh, she has really a, not celebrating. Well, she has been with them since its inception, the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe, joining the company in 20, 2006 in the lead up to the two thousand eight release of the first film, Iron Man. Um, Apparently, she's also been blamed for the toxic environment for uh, special effects artists and all that. Well, yes, that was. Um, so she's very influential. She was one of Kevin Feige's key lieutenants. So it's it's kind of strange that she's been effectively let go. Um, she was most recently promoted the president of physical and post production, visual effects and animation production in twenty twenty one. And I do know, even on my cursory reading, there has been a lot of criticism leveled towards. 
it feels like some of the Marvel special effects um, in the last few years. Although I will say this, a lot of people said the effects in Ant-Man were very good, I read. Um, uh, I've heard mixed. But, but for example, her Hulk in um, She-Hulk looked terrible, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but again, that's also TV, so, you know. Well, that was where she was getting slammed. So is she carrying the can for other people's failures, well, or what is this? Well, th- I, can I be honest with you? I was, ve- I mean, I was very shocked that they, one, were going to do a She-Hulk TV show, mm. because that is so CG-heavy. Mm. Like, um and unless you're going to put the money behind it, it's never going to quite look like movie quality. She looked it's bad. Never look like, like, I, liked yeah. the, I liked the show. You know I liked the show. But she never looked good. Like, the, fa- the effects always looked dodgy on She-Hulk. Yeah, it, there was a bit of a, a sort of a... You could, yeah, well, you can tell. Like, mm. like, you know, like Thanos, it is fake, but it's done so well. Mm. And the Hulk has done so well that you 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 can trick your brain, or your brain is willing mm. to overlook mm. and go, well, it just looks so good that you know I'm gonna take it as real. The problem with something like that, your brain knows it's not real, but then when it doesn't look as good, or mm. like it definitely looks like it's not real, then your brain just goes, yeah, I can't. That that you know that that bothers me. So yeah, but you know, it was a gamble. But uh, but you know what? Yeah. Here's the problem though. If you if again if you're gonna do that, you need to make sure the quality of the right is fucking top-notch so that people will turn around and say you know what she looked a bit weird wasn't like super great but my god what is enjoyable you well, know i, I liked the show I, I know you hated the show but i i like she hulk i thought it was a bit of fun you know yeah but i think i honestly i think you might be in the mind like yeah the, the minority yeah there was plenty yeah. of people who were critical of it um, but even still, victoria alonso going do you think it's a sign that kevin feige's reign is a bit shaky if he lost one of his keys, um, you know, is he? Is he? I think he's. I think he's been shaky for a while. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a sign. You know what? I think it's a sign. It's 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 like the it's like the first crack in the wall. That's what I think. Look, you can repair the crack, you can move on, or you can let the crack become bigger and eventually the wall falls down. And well, as, you know, as we said when he was carrying on about like, oh, um, uh. There's no there's no fatigue and all that. I'm like I was yeah. like who you who you who you convince yourself or yeah. like your echo chambering, like, Kevin. There's there is fatigue out there. You may not be aware of it in your mansion. You know what I mean? Counting the big big checks and the big bonuses that you've been getting, but there's fatigue in the market. And the fact that you're not reading it is a problem. But then again, he's paid big money. He would never say if he says there's fatigue, that's admitting there's a problem. You know, he's 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 doing the thing like a coach does after a big loss. You know. Mm. Um, we'll see what happens, but it, it is a sign that um, he has lost a key lieutenant. And um, again, Rich, they blamed the woman. Uh, do you think there's a bit of sexism there? You know, they fired the lady. Um, mm, no, because if, <laughs> if if she's in the position, then she's responsible. Recently promoted, though, Rich. I noticed that. You know what I mean? You promote her, then you 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 sack her. Yeah, that's that's a classic technique. You promote someone into a position they know they can't handle, then you sack them. Yeah, you promote them and you go, oh, shit, we've made a mistake. All right, you need to go. <laughs> it's the same. You know what's so funny is, like, it's it, uh, it's like these current, like, Marvel writers mm. um, who are, like, oh, you, you see them online kind of being, like, you know, oh, you know, it's it's really tough, you know, like, the work, you know, like... <laughs> kind of like, work. And, and, and it's because they're not getting as much work. And it's, like, because, yeah... It's easy to hire you people like uh, like when you 
you know, when, when you're a hire for them to like have you on the books mm. to say, you know, oh, we're diverse and all that. It's fine when things are great, when you're making money. Yeah. But when prices are higher, sales are down, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, times are not so tough. Well, guess what? Now you've got to start cutting the fat and mm-hmm. you will always just, you will always just there to, 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 as a shield. Um, yeah. Let's and you know we're going to get to that when we talk the weekly comics. Ugh, the quality of fucking writing in comics today is so boring. <laughs> Rich is just warming up for later on in the show. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there there is some truth to that, definitely. Now, who is George Lopez? Is he a sort of Spanish talk show host or Hispanic? Am I? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Lopez, actor, comedian, and he did have a a, a late show. Yeah. Yeah, like when I say comedian, I think we're stretching the term. I never found the guy very funny, but but his shtick was he's all Hispanic all the time. Yeah, isn't that isn't that his shtick? Well, I mean that's, I I guess that's been a, uh, it's weird that people, it I think race is just one of those things that it's easy to it's 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 low hanging fruit. Yeah, it's it's why Eddie Murphy and and Richard Pryor a lot of their jokes about white people and black people and. A lot of Hispanics always seem to make jokes about Hispanics because um, it's just stereotypes and and stuff and all that. It's why if you know if you're a redneck or, or from the south, you tend to make jokes about. Yeah, it's your material. Redneck. His stand-up comedy examines yeah. race and ethnic relations, including Mexican American culture. I'd say almost exclusively. Yeah. It's just it's just yeah. low-hanging fruit. So it? what's George Lopez? What's he got to say about life, like on the superhero front? Well, apparently, uh, he's, apparently he's in the Blue Beetle. I don't know if he's maybe playing the father. Oh, um, right. And so he's, he's, we're saying that there should be a trailer coming out sooner than later for the new Blue it's Beetle. It's good to see George Lopez is hyping this, you know, because obviously he's got a fucking some skin in the game. He's, he's involved. <laughs> he's got a paycheck, and he's going to get out there on his socials and really start shouting about it. I well, love I mean, it, to be you know. fair, I mean, that's what, that's what actors do. I mean, yeah. once they know they've got a project coming out, they always start hyping it. They start hyping and hyping and hyping. Uh, by the way, I saw a trailer. And it should, because I keep forgetting about this thing until... Well, I've forgotten like, about George like, Lopez like, oh, and Blue Beetle. Oh, that's why they're making a Blue Beetle movie. Where's yeah. John Ligovanzano? Remember he, how he thinks he should be playing all the Hispanic roles? You know, he, he if anyone ever gets a role. Isn't, isn't, isn't is, is he Hispanic? I think he is. He's Latin. I, I believe he certainly he certainly let's have a look at his race because I'm not 100 percent sure on his race but I do know that he um yeah he definitely uh, has a lot to say uh, okay John comedian John Lovazano American actor comedian film producer um, Colombian 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 but um I mean that's technically Latin isn't it. It's the, yeah, it's definitely Latin. It's just yeah. that it's not like it's not. Um, it's not like Mexican. It's yeah, but I mean, it's but still. He would have played a few Mexicans in his it's career. Part of the same uh, uh, family tree. He would have played a few Mexicans in his career. Come on, I mean. Well, it, you, you know, know what? I you know, Johnny. You know, he took a he took a part away from a, a an Italian <laughs> uh, guy when he played uh, Mario. Luigi. You know, he should not have been. You know, he he was. He should not have been cast in that. Wasn't he having a cry at one point when someone played a Puerto Rican who wasn't Puerto Rican well, and he's piped up about well, that? Well, they were. Ha- can I just say something so so fucking hilarious? <laughs> Do you okay? So you know, remember when they 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 did Chris Pratt and they they announced that he was being Mario? Yes. 
And then he comes on and he's like, oh, it's fucking ridiculous, people of color. And it's like, well, what, hang on. Italians are not people of color. Mm. Like, you know, um, and two, why is everyone making a fuss about Chris Pratt being um, uh, Mario when they're not uh, complaining about um, Charlie Day being Luigi? Because <laughs> he's also white. Who? Like, uh, what's his name? Charlie Day, I think his name is. The guy from. Oh, Luigi. is he playing Luigi? He's playing Luigi. Well, I, so but, but, like, but I'll be honest. I, I, I've said before, I think that the guy who voices Mario should have played Mario. And I do think, is it live action or is it animated? It's it's animated, isn't it's it? It's animated, mate. That's just I, I would have picked, like, in all honesty, I would have picked an Italian voice actor to play Luigi as well. Because that's just me. I mean, I'm not outraged. I don't even fucking care. But I, I don't know why they're hiring white guys to do... Mario accents. I, I don't understand that logic. Because Charlie Day oh, is not, not a big right? name. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Mario and Luigi are not from Italy, hey? They're Italian-American. Italian-American? It just means that they're from New York or something like that. So yeah, but, the, but, but Mario, Mario and Luigi both have Italian accents. Big time. They do, in, in yeah, the games and shit. Yeah, but again, you could argue that that is just um, stereotypical fucking... But a lot of Italian, a lot of Italian Americans have an accent, like a lot. Yeah, but not like, not like. Not that. as much. Not, not, not like, not like that. It's 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 become its own accent. That's but I, what I'm the point I'm saying is, if I'm the casting director, there's no way in hell I would have hired Chris Pratt, who, by the way, I saw a trailer of, and he is doing a Mario accent, at least in the trailer that I saw at the cinema the other day. Yeah. So, so yeah. I was I, I and I think good, for, but I also think. Why didn't you hire the original guy or hire someone who can do the original guy better? You know, like, I don't know why they shouldn't hire the original guy. Is he alive? Because to me, it's a slam dunk. It's so fucking weird to me that it's like, it's like you just woke up from like a 50 year slumber. Um, (laughs) Animated movies don't use no name actors anymore. I understand that. But when they hired voice actors, they were just voice actors. They, they weren't celebrities. It's, Basically, when I think the first one that did it really was um, Sinbad, right? Uh, which had Brad Pitt as Sinbad and Catherine Zeta-Jones, and like every single fucking person yeah. in that movie was a celebrity. And since then, all the movies have been celebrity. I'm going to name someone. Because... I'm going to name someone. I, I agree with you in general. Frozen, who played Elsa? I wouldn't fucking know a name in a million years. Oh, the I don't. Uh, she's not a big name. I, she's not a big name. That's my point. She she became a big name after playing after, Elsa. After playing Elsa, no, before no, that, wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. After she played uh, the Wicked Witch in uh, Wicked. Oh, but that's dude. That's just a. That's not a big name. I'm sorry. No, 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 dude. She, she's even famous for John Travolta presenting her an award and not being able to say her name. Like oh, that. Oh. Like she's. Yes, she that's is. That's not a big like, name. Um, that's not a big no, name. No, she's not super famous, but um, there's other more big name people in that. I'm not saying that they're not going to have no stunt casting, but what I'm saying is that you're in a movie where you've got Seth Rogen, Brad, mm. uh, 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 Chris Pratt, uh, mm. Charlie Day, Jack Black. You know, mm. these are 
names. Yeah, this yeah. is to get people to go, oh my god, I know those actors, let's go watch that movie. I suppose so. I, don't, I, I think yeah. it's a stupid way of doing it, I agree, but mm. that's just the way it's done now, ever since like Shrek and all that. Yeah, no, the, yes. In general, you're right, 100%. The, especially the bigger... Uh, the bigger franchise animated with a lot of money, which of which this is definitely one. You know, like this is. Oh yeah. This is this, oh, this is they, they want Shrek. In yeah. They were never going to give it to no namers. They're looking for an absolute blockbuster. No, but I just think with Mario, because he is actually so famous for doing that voice. That voice, I would have got the He's guy. Not though, because no fucking person can tell you his name. I tell you what, though, he does a great fucking Mario. If I was that guy, I, I, yeah, I'd be spewing. If you say. This name is Mario. People go, who? Who the fuck is yeah. that? Your general audience is going to go, who the but fuck dude, is that? Lot, I don't know who uh, that is. But you know what they've got now? The problem they've got? They look like they've got a really good movie. That trailer looks excellent. The only, I think it looks fantastic. The only thing is everyone, and I think Chris Pratt, essentially a fairly weak actor. Um, I think that uh, people are focusing like fucking lasers on him doing that voice. And... I don't yeah. know. I don't know how good he... I, I really don't think he's that good an actor. I mean, I've seen him in everything he's done. He's likeable, but his acting is, you know, minimal, I would say. You know? It's... it's switching Keanu, uh, Keanu it acting. Depends. No, no, but it depends on what he's doing, though, because mm. you have to remember he's, he's a comedy actor who seems to be getting a lot of, like, um, uh, leading man yeah. sort of gigs. He's supposed to be playing the, you know, like in Jurassic Park, he's playing the, t you know, mm. I'm the man, you know, I'm the macho, you know, alpha mm. male. Mm. Um, and then, um, you know, like even in like Terminal List, he's playing the Marine, you know, he's playing the Marine. So he's getting cast in a, he's not yet, I agree with you, he's not really getting cast in anything that's like a fucking Oscar, you know, Challenging. performance sort of stuff. But when he's in a comedy, he's fucking funny, man. Like mm. he's got like comedy chops, and he's got really good timing. I mean, I'd agree. His he comedy is, one of is the his best strength. Things in Parks and Rec, like he he was it's supposed good. to be a, a a written off character. He was supposed to be out of the show. He's he was good. Just some character that he's we're gonna good. have in the first season, mm. and he was so popular and he was so funny. He literally became one of the main like stuff. He's genuinely funny. But yes, mm. a lot of the he's either doing comedy. Or he's kind of almost doing like an action movie, yeah. and yeah, you know. And again, he's funny in Guardians of the Galaxy because are you concerned? Are you concerned as a Mario fan? Because I want this movie to do well. I think the trailer looks awesome. Are you concerned, or you think no one will notice? Because I think everyone's no, going to do this. I think I think this movie will 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 do gangbusters. Okay. I think it's going to make a lot of money. I hope so too. I, I think it will. I mean. I, it looks really good. I must say, out, out of all the trailers I've seen, I really, I I think it looks really impressive. You know, as a as a movie. Um, but Look, we'll... I I I think what the the uh, what you'll find. Mm. Yeah, this is my prediction because a lot of the, um, you know, Chris Pratt is sort of like on the outs with Hollywood. Mm. Um, is I think people are going to be like fucking fantastic movie, blah blah blah. Chris Pratt's the worst. <laughs> like uh, that's my prediction it's going to get good reviews but every single person is going to complain or have a dig at chris pratt that that's my prediction sure well you know that's where you get that i won't even say but um you know he he's he's got what do you call it he's got that stigma attached to him kind of thing which is which has kind of haunted him for a few years but i mean it's haunted him but he's in blockbuster movies so it's hard to feel sorry for him uh, now, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power has recast a major character, the Orc leader. You remember him, Rich? 
that barely orc, that orc leader who looked more f- like a fucking human. Actually, I felt no, he was actually an elf. Oh, okay. But well, the elves, the orcs were corrupted elves in in yeah, Tolkien's law. Yeah, well, he technically is a fresh corrupted. <laughs> um, well, he's been recast. I think he. Did, I yeah. think he looked not orc enough. Frankly, he's got to orc well, it again, up. He, maybe, but he wasn't meant to be an orc. Well, um, there's going to be six new faces as well. They've really recast it. They've recast him and they've brought in a whole ton more people. Um, I think they should recast Galadriel because she was poor. She was very poor, in my opinion. That, that that show had a lot of weaknesses, frankly. Sadly, I do not think they're going to recast it. No, they're not. No, they're not. Destiny 2 actor Lance Reddick, the guy from The Wire, played Destiny 2 the night before he died. He was the voice of... Zav Allah, and he was also a hardcore can of... It's pronounced Zavala. Zavala. And he was a hardcore fan of Bungie's Loot Shooter. Uh, you're a fan of this Destiny 2, aren't you, Rich? Are you, did you go out there and play Mourner or something? I, I was. Mm. I haven't played it in a long time. So you didn't get out there and like lay a flag or something out in memory of this guy? Because I think people online were doing a bit of that. You know? Mm. They, were doing Sadly, of, no, I did not. they were doing all sorts of virtual shit. <laughs> Oh shit! No, I'll bring it up later. Okay. Um, no, I mean, look, it sucks. I mean, he's a he's a he's a hard worker. He's been a lot of stuff, but mm. um, oh, he was good. Uh, you know, he was good, man. And you know, like, dude, I, I've said it before when I did his eulogy. Like, apparently, he just killed over at home. It could happen to any of us, you know. And at least yeah, this guy but, fucking achieved. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, the, well, yeah, that's a, there's no point worrying about it if. If you're just going to be sipping a cup of coffee and then your heart explodes, well, fucking your, your cards are up. What are you going to do? Yeah, there's no point crying about it. Um, no, that, that, that's for the other people to do. I'm not the, the immediate family, sure, I feel for them. Uh, and it's kind of touching in a geeky way that the little geeks get out there with the little flags and are waving banners with his face and all this other shit they're doing. Like, good for them. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he, it's a legacy moment kind of thing. It's not going to bring him back, kids. You know, or if it does, I'll be surprised. You know, if it, if it succeeded, if he came back digitally, like as a ghost in the game, that'd be cool. They could have a ghost of him in the game, dude. I just thought of it just then. Could use, you know, footage that he's that he's cut. No, seriously, I'm I'm saying I like my idea. You could use footage that he's he's left on the you know cutting room floor, and have a ghost I- character floating around. Maybe, but I do think they probably will probably come up with a storyline where they kill his character because um, it's just probably easier. just so associated with him. Well, they kind of based it on him, like right. like the face and that voice. Um, yeah. Um, he was and- no nonsense in the wire. He was no nonsense in the wire, big time. Yeah. So I don't know. I, th- I think there's a good chance that they may. I mean, they've really killed off one of the the the, the characters, which was Kate Six. Um, oh. He was. He was. Did he die in real life? No, no, it was Nathan Fillion. Oh Jesus, Nathan Fillion! They couldn't yeah, meet his so, fucking quote. Probably no. Actually, no. He had to. Um, he had to step away. He just couldn't. Um, he he didn't have the time to to voice the character anymore. And I think they just. Uh, I think maybe they just decided to off the character. How much do you reckon Nathan Fillion's worth walking around? Like, I don't know if he's actually worth that much, honestly. Oh, dude, he's got to be. He's been in so many shows, dude. Are you kidding? He's taking a weekly paycheck yeah, but... on these fucking shows, man. 
No, but it doesn't mean that he's. I'm not saying he's 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 uh, hurting for cash. I'm just saying I don't think he's worth like a fuck ton of money. North of fifty million. I reckon he's worth about um, fifty million. I was gonna say yeah, probably around about there. That's enough. But you know, no, no, yes, that's enough for us. We go fuck yeah, fifty million. But for Hollywood, that's like chump change, man. That's like oh, is that all fake? I make that on one fucking movie, and then yeah, you know, like I don't know, like I just don't feel like that's a lot of money, like. That's like mid-tier money, not like... Oh, 100%, yeah. Upper-tier money. It's not Tom Cruise money. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, you got something here about TMNT. What's going on, Rich? Yeah, I thought you might like this. Apparently, they, um, they, they, they might be working on a God of War-style uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, but based on the Ronin. Mm. Oh, um, the recent comic, yeah? Yeah. Um, cool. So, they might, so, it looks like... Um, who was it? I think it's Paramount or something, uh, CEO of like uh, gaming and media or whatever, said that they were looking to uh, do a game based on that, uh, but do it in a sort of a God of War RPG style. Oh. So I thought that would be news you might be interested in. I'm very interested in that. I hope it happens. I mean, there was always talk that Rocksteady were going to do a Turtles game. Never got off the ground. No. Is that Suicide Squad game out yet? You know, the... uh, no, no, I don't think it's out yet, no. Okay. Right, well, it's going to be interesting. Lucasfilm's latest Star Wars production has hit a new snag as writers Damian Lindelof and Justin Britt Gibson have exited the project ahead of the film's official announcement next month. Um, the film's director, Charmaine Obad Chinoy, remains attached to the project while at least one new writer has been selected to revise the draft written by Lindelof and Britt Gibson. Britt, uh, Lindelof was saying basically something along the lines of like, you're invited into the kitchen. Um, you start getting involved in the cooking, and then you think, "I'd rather just eat." That was that was his analogy to why he left. It was almost like a mixture of there's too many cooks in the kitchen, and he just prefers to be a spectator to the marvel that is Star Wars. Um, I thought it was quite. A, I thought it was quite a diplomatic way of actually. I thought it was very diplomatic actually. Like when he was asked, um, you know, it just sounded like it was just too hard. It was there was like a lot of. I, I guess there's a lot of notes when you do Star Wars. You know. But we, 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 are these the guys that did um, Game of Thrones? No, Damon Lindelof's uh, big thing is Lost. I mean, he's done other things, but uh, Lost was his big thing. I don't know um, what the other guy did, but Damon Lindelof's biggest thing is Lost with JJ. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's done other stuff. Star Wars is a fucking a gurgling on its final breath franchise. It's not on its final breath. I do agree that the quality's down, but... I mean, dude, they're not—they're not on their last breath. They're pumping out more shit than ever. Like, but, no, um, but the thing is, they've—they've they've announced so much, cancelled so much. Mm. Like, they just—I think they just like they—they they just lost, man. Like, mm. they just—they—they—they they, they keep making these matches. Keep cancelling. Directors keep leaving or producer whatever. I just think they just like—I don't know what to do. They're just spinning their wheels, and they literally have no. Yeah, you think that it's kind of like the, yeah, they, they are spinning their wheels a bit. So this guy's things, Rich, were, his big things were, I mean, he started off with Nash Bridges, but his big thing was Lost. Then it was Leftovers, which was big, and The Watchmen, the TV show. Oh, that last one's terrible. Oh, I've not even watched it, but um, but there he's, oh, here we go. Um, Lindeloth said he felt the show was not my story. And these nine episodes are sort of everything that I have to say at this point about Watchmen. Um, and 
Yeah, because he was saying how he only wanted to do one season and he wasn't going to do anything more. He was he was very emphatic about Watchmen. Like, basically, that he he was like, it's the greatest fucking season of TV possible. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no one can top it. I watched fucking two episodes. I was bored out of my mind. Oh, my God, I was bored. I was just like, I was like, I can't believe this is based on a comic book I love. You know? Like, this, this, I was thinking, yeah. I was watching it and thinking, man, I'd rather watch a fucking remake of adaptation of the original comic book than this shit. You know? I was, that like, and everyone's like, oh, greatest TV of all time. I'm like, two episodes in, I was falling asleep constantly throughout it. I was like struggling to keep awake. Yeah, that, that, that thing was Watchmen in name only. Yeah, I agree. It was like Watchmen, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, distantly related to Watchmen. Um, like if, if, if your mum says, we have Watchmen at home. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if, like, you read the book, well, you know, the comic book Watchmen, and you're like, man, yeah, we're going to watch the adaptation. At least, I mean, say what you want about Zack Snyder. I actually think he did a pretty good adaptation. You're like, we're going to watch Watchmen tonight. Yeah, and you're like, sweet, okay. And, and maybe you haven't even read the comic book. You go to watch it, and they, they pull out the fucking TV show. I'd be watching it thinking, what the fuck is the hype about? Like, why is anyone excited about Watchmen if this is the shit we're watching? It's so slow. I was like, I was like watching grass grow. I, I hate it when shows. I don't mind a bit of um, slowness. Like we're watching Last of Us right now, and Michelle's finding it a bit slow, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm just we've 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 watched the first four episodes. I'm enjoying it. Um, so I don't mind a bit of a slow burn, but Watchmen was like an incredibly slow burn, you know. And I was like, I am bored out of my mind. Like, give me some drama, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can someone kill someone or do something? Yeah, dude. Damon Lindelof, uh, loss was his big thing. Um, he's exited Star Wars. Like, I don't know. I, I think that you know why there's so many notes because the, the success they've been having is in TV, and they haven't put a movie in cinemas in ages. When was the last film? What was it? Was there a? What was it? Was it? Was it Rise of Skywalker? Have they had? Have they had a film since yeah, then? Rise- no. So there you go. That's why. And you know, yeah, well, they've only made five movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what can you what, what can you say? Like you've got to, at a certain point, the pressure's on. You know, it's it's all well and good to play in the TV sphere. I hear a lot of people are saying Mandalorian season three ain't all that. I've not. Yeah. yeah I've. I've uh, as I said, the, the the ratings are down. Well, you know, you put out a product again. You don't put a lot of effort into it. You rely on the name. In today's very saturated marketplace, that can lead to failure. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple, man. And, you know, they never learn. They never learn. And you've brought this news in. Fucking Jar Jar Binks. This actor, <laughs> this act, can I just say this? The actor has been playing the victim card for the last 10 years. Yeah, Rich, it's this fucking actor who played Jar Jar Binks. He's back playing some sort of a Jedi. I am sick to death of this guy's non-stop fucking pity party. Um, what's your reaction, Rich? Are you are you on the same page as me as this guy has been moaning, pissing and moaning for the last five years, I've noticed? I mean, so look, there is a part of me that feels bad for him that his only memorable thing in Star Wars is like one of the most hated characters <laughs> sure. of all time. But I do feel like um, there's a bit of like revisionist history going on where uh, people forget how timelines work because, you know, he carries on about like, oh, he, you know, the, the vitriol and 
and the attacks and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, mm. dude, you're talking out about an almost pre-internet phase. Or you're talking about like when internet was still fresh and new and 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 it, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, there was no, you know, whatever. I, I don't understand how you felt like people were attacking you or they were targeting you because I, I, and unless you were going reading the message boards and seeing all the, the shitty things people <laughs> said about your character, mm. which you could have stopped yourself from doing... I don't know how people online were supposed to be attacking you. Like, I think a lot, I don't like, think a lot of people knew who he even fucking was. I, I like, yeah, like I mean, sorry, look, I, sorry, I, you know. I, I'm a Star Wars guy. I've spent a lot of my time in Star Wars, immersed in Star Wars. Yes, everyone hated Jar Jar Binks except for kids. Mm. But no one, no one I was uh, saw around really attacked him personally. The, you, you know right. when I became aware of him? It was about five years ago, four or five years ago, where he was having a little bit of a cry or a big cry and saying how he almost threw himself off a bridge or something. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a Jar Jar Binks guy. Frankly, Jar Jar Binks, if I'm right in saying, Rich, was he like one of the first full CGI guys where they, you know, they would have had yeah. him wearing all those bits and pieces? So you didn't see a face that you could equate to this guy. It was a computer face of Jar Jar Binks. And Jar Jar Binks was fucking terrible, you know. And and also, this guy, if he did the voice, yeah, he probably should be a bit embarrassed because it was a fucking terrible voice. But at the end of the day, no one knew who he was. Um, a lot of the uh, slams go towards the animation because it looked like a fucking joke. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm like, I, I think what happened is this guy's career fizzled. He had nothing else. You know, like many actors in Hollywood, he was going nowhere. He was probably getting less and less roles. He's probably, you know, begging for commercials, begging for crumbs. The self-pity was strong. He found himself on a bridge and he thought about jumping off. And and or convenient target, Star Wars fans. Sorry, pal. If you'd taken the jump, that was you, you know? Yeah, well, as I said, um, yes, Star Wars fans hated, a lot of Star Wars fans hated, well, most Star Wars hated that character. Mm. They fucking hated the character. But, again, you're talking about an, a time where it was very hard to harass people online. Like, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I just don't buy that. I think it's a little bit of, um, as I said, I, I, nothing against the guy, but I just think it's a little bit of history. He's he's trying to, he's rewriting history to make himself the big victim, you know? And and now we're all supposed to be so fucking happy they've thrown him a bone and he's a Jedi now, Rich. Uh, now we can all feel better. You know? No, look, I mean, I do. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for the guy in a mm. sense that he, he can finally play a character in Star Wars that's not mega hated by yeah. everyone. So good, good for him. I mean, I don't hate that. I just, I just wish he, he didn't sort of um, carry on like he was targeted um, and, and people coming to his house, like were they shaking him around? No, that. But the way he's carrying on, right? How. Yeah. You know, like people just, you know, when he says he wanted to throw himself, but like it's like people were finding him in the street or, or you yeah. know, running after him in the streets. Dude, he, he, he couldn't get arrested. He couldn't get arrested. Nobody knew who this guy was. In recent years, he's he's forced himself back in the narrative, playing the victim, and he's played the victim card, and it served him well because now he's got a paying gig playing whoever the fuck he's playing, I assume in The Mandalorian, I tell you what, it'd be interesting to sit down with a fucking knife out and see how he is there, because there's no CGI character to hide behind. How's your acting now, pal? Are you the big star you always dreamed you were going to be? Or are you a very mediocre performer? 
it's one of the two. You know. Well, I mean, I I don't know what he's what he, I haven't seen it in the um the show, so I don't yeah. know what he's. I mean, it could be a non-speaking part for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> he's Jedi Kelleran Beck, the savior of Grofu. Hmm. Well, Grogu. Grogu, okay. Right, well, it was written here as Grofu, but I assume Grogu, okay. okay. Well, you know what? Spelling error. Yeah, spelling error, and Dave just totally read out the wrong thing. Oh, well. Well, anyway, regardless, you know what? When I watch that fucking episode, I'm watching it with fucking lasers, man, because I'm ready to fucking be a surgeon on this guy's performance, you know? He's, He's talked a big game, Rich. He's talked like... You know, we've held back the champ. You know what I mean? We've we've kept him out of the ring. Well, he's got his shot. Yeah, every, everyone has that uh, uh, feeling about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, man. Um, oh, what's what's going on with Indiana, Indiana Jones? What's happening, man? Oh, so apparently they were going to be doing an Indiana Jones TV show or something like that. But, mm. And this is just a rumor. Lucasfilm reportedly scraps its planned Indiana Jones series due to Disney instructing the studio to focus on Star Wars content instead. So no Indiana Jones TV show? Mm-hmm. It's probably a blessing. Why? I want it. I want it. I want it, man. I don't want really? it. Really? Do you really want it? I love Indiana Jones. Okay. I don't, I don't, I just probably wouldn't be Indiana Jones. I'm know. looking forward to the new movie. I don't care what anyone I says. Like it. I don't know why. <laughs> Dial of Destiny, man. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Uh, how about this? Ubisoft proudly announces AI is helping write dialogue now, Rich. <laughs> why not? Ubisoft's Ghostwriter is described by the company as an AI tool. Um, well, you know, you know, can I say this? Some of the dialogue in fucking Assassin's Creed may as well have been written by AI. You know, I wouldn't exactly call it cutting edge. Um, Actually, I, I think um, Marvel and DC Comics could probably uh, <laughs> benefit from a bit of AI uh, help with uh, with writing their comics. Well, you know what I'd do? I'd plug in, um, I'd plug in Batman writers of the 90s, like Chuck Dixon, Alan Grant, Doug Munch, etc., Devin Grayson, I'd, I'd plug those guys in Denny O'Neill, obviously, and, I, I, you know, get the AI to whip up fucking dialogue based on their stuff, and I'd cut a check for all the creators I just mentioned. But I, I reckon that AI could spit it, like if it, if it uses that as its source pool, and it could spit out better Batman than we've had in the last, I'd say, 15 years, you know? Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. I, I can't see... <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to argue against that. No, I, I just can't see how they could be, because it's been so fucking poor. That's the thing. Um, it's hilarious too because while we're talking, my speaking of AI, my phone has been doing voice to text the whole time I've been talking during this rant. So I've just got all this crap that's spinning out of my phone while I'm trying to read this news. But anyway, oh, Rich, the Rick and Morty co-creators' lawsuit was dismissed. Don't you remember that we were supposed to be this guy? I think I called for a firing squad for this guy. Was I? Was I? Was I too? Uh, yeah, you were. You were pretty pretty early. <laughs> that's the only thing about the firing squad you I, can get it wrong you know that is that is very true um mm. do you know that your voice to text is still going and it's no, just I'm, putting it all in the show notes no i that's exactly and i'm just working whilst we're talking i'm actually working out how to fix that so um, <laughs> okay because i'm watching it all just like typing out and i'm just like what is going on it makes here? when i see it it makes me realize what absolute rubbish i often talk <laughs> Like I just waffle on, but um, 
I did call for the Vari yeah, squad. And you know? I, you know what? And not to, not trying to say I told you so anything, but when it happened, I said <laughs> we need to let people be found guilty first before we start that. bringing out the the rope. <laughs> yeah, you did say no. You did actually say that, and I was so convinced. Don't you remember? Do you remember how I was saying we need to hunt this fucking guy down? Like you know, uh, I think I called for vigilantes. Um, may have gone too early. It turns out the court has dismissed. Maybe. I mean, obviously, we're going off this, but it's, yeah, it's been dismissed and all that sort of stuff. So I did see, um, you know, the radical left, they they hate to be wrong, you know? And I did see them saying, oh, yeah, but he was still texting underage girls. Uh, supposedly. I, I'm not I'm not aware of that. I'm not sure if there are criminal charges, but... Yeah, because they still have to smear you. Like, yeah. if... It, they can't be wrong, so... He's still a bad person. He supported Trump. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, he got away with this. He might be innocent of this, but he's still guilty of all these other things. It's like, no, he's not guilty <laughs> yeah. until he's found guilty. Yeah, exactly. Of yeah. anything. It, it sounds like, you know, you... you Actually, he's been yeah, exactly. He's be, and the I charge has been dismissed. And I wonder if now for wrong wrongful dismissal. Yeah, I, there's potential. Potential, I think. I think they may point to this texting saga. I think they may rely on that. I don't know how much credence there is to that. I, I can try, but again, without mm. that actually, without him being convicted or proof of That's anything. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, you fired someone for. False allegations. Well, sexual so, texts to an underage, I would think that's a criminal offence. So if there was an actual charge that they could lob, you would have thought the prosecutor would have lobbed it. But if they I haven't... Mean, you, would, you would assume so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the laws, but I'm pretty confident you can't sexually text underage people. Um, but yeah, if it's just hearsay and there's no criminal cases, nothing, it's like, well, you know, why are you firing me? Like, well, based on what? Based on some fucking loser on the internet saying that I should be fired? You know? This is the yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm happy for you to say to someone, listen, you need to take some time off oh. until this shit is settled or, you know what I mean, um, we're, we're not firing you, but maybe it's time you take your holiday leave or you're taking some long service leave or some yeah. shit or whatever, you know, you've got to get this sorted out. Um, you know, but, and then if they get found guilty, you go, well, you're guilty, so, yeah. you know what I mean, like, you go to jail or whatever. Or say hello to jail. Or whatever. Yeah. But now you, I'm sorry, I think you just look the fool um, because you are so quick to... Are you referring to, to me? ...toss anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, people now just so... As I said, it's so weird. Like, um, you know, I, I, I believe companies used to be a little bit more loyal where they would say, you know, until they're found guilty, you know, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll stand by them or, or, you know, until they've been proved. But now it's just like, what? What? Yeah. Oh my God! There's some stink on you. Get them. Throw them in the bin. We we don't want you around. And it's yeah. like, it's so disheartening because it means that like you're not safe anywhere. Like anyone can just claim something. If someone doesn't oh, like yeah. you, so if you piss off someone, mm. they just gotta claim something, and that is your job gone. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. No, it's true. Look, it's crazy. And at the end of the day, um, people can say what they want, but I mean, this guy, the charges have been withdrawn. They've been dismissed. Um, and it's like, yeah, I, I think Adult Swim probably should be taking a good hard look in the mirror um, and assuring that fans that they've, you know, cut ties, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, this guy created Rick and Morty um, and he's not been found guilty of anything in a court of law, nothing, you know? So, yeah, this whole, you know, and I get it, it's the optics, but I think the optics are equally bad for them now where it's like you didn't wait for the court proceedings, you know, you jumped the gun. 
Um, and uh, I saw a thing with Bill Burr where they're like, believe all women, and he's like, all of them? And I tend to agree. I'm like, why the fuck should we just blanket believe every fucking thing they say? Why? I, I don't believe everything all men say. Fuck no. No, you know? and, and here's the thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with the saying, take all women seriously. Sure. I of agree. course you should take them seriously, but it doesn't mean that you automatically believe them with yeah. no investigation. I, or, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, oh, what? I, you said they did it? Well, put them in jail because we believe all women. It's like, no, you, how you, can, you can't even run a society like that. That's man. not you a fucking court system. Uh, believe you me, we've all, like, we've all, and, and I've met crazy fucking guys who, who definitely mm-hmm. shouldn't be believed. But we've all met some crazy fucking women who just make shit up and cause a lot of fucking trouble. I'm sorry, they're out there, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> like, and I don't live a lifestyle, and, and this is, I'm referring to stuff from my, you know, youth and past and all that kind of shit, not, not my life now, but what I'm saying is even I, who've been pretty sheltered, have seen that, and it's like, yeah, some people are just bad news regardless of what fucking gender they are, you know? And yep. and there's such a thing as a crazy ex. There is, unfortunately. I, I you know, we've all had one, um, male or female. You know, we've all had them. Embittered, jealous, all those words. You know, mm. and they can make some crazy decisions. And all I'm saying is, the court threw out these charges. That's it. That, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the end of the story. You know, it's yep, just nuts. I completely agree. It's nuts. It's nuts. And, you know, maybe next time I won't be so keen to call for the vigilantes because I was calling for the vigilantes. I believe I called for an execution. You know, I withdraw that now. If there are any vigilantes still roaming for this guy, I call those guys off, you know? <laughs> well, that's very decent of you, Dave. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's very big. How very big of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's this thing about this Tommy guy? This was the guy who did the room, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently he's got a new movie coming. Um, a trailer just dropped uh, the other day uh, called um, Big Shark. Mm. It's it's just a really bad looking. Um, not shark. It's it's not uh, as good looking as Sharknado. It actually looks mm. worse than that. It's also I would almost put it like just above. Um, uh, oh fuck, Birdemic. Like it's on that level. Um, right. Well, this guy like was famous for like one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is basically about three firemen who need to save the city from a giant. <laughs> from a giant shark. Yeah, that's why it's called Big Shark. Wow. Well, good luck to. So him. I just thought it's interesting. I mean, the man's like only made one movie. He's infamous for this one movie, and now like fucking decades later, he's coming <laughs> with his second movie. It's like I know. Wow. Like. It's been a long time between drinks. And he had that brief spurt of popularity when I think James Franco did a movie based on that. Yeah. The making what of the was room. it called? I don't know what the James Franco movie was called, but uh, he was basing it on The Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was room. like the making of it, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm trying to remember what it was called. Now, I had some Xbox news. Um, apparently, this game, Redfall, which is a vampire hunting game, I think, or a vampire sort of survival game. It's um, left for dead, but with vampires. Right, okay. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, uh, that has been um, no longer going to uh, PS5. It's been cancelled from PS5. Never was going to PS5. It was going to PS5, Rich, and then they cancelled no, it. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The news item I have says it was. 
Well, your news item is wrong. And then Bethesda was purchased, and then they canned the, the PS5. So this game was never, ever, ever announced. They were developing the game mm-hmm. with no set console, and then it was bought by Microsoft, and Microsoft said to them, don't worry about making it multi-platform, whatever. It's going on Xbox. So, it was, But it was never, ever announced for PlayStation. Well, I'm and, not happy. And so this whole, like, oh, they st-. Nope. They bought the company. They're entitled to do what they want. And to be fair, they have honored previous ones like Ghostwire Tokyo and mm. that uh, other game. And they let that because, again, that was already announced and a done deal. So they allowed it. This was never, ever, ever. It's not a, oh, it was announced and now they're taken away from us. That's just revisionist history. Mm. I guess so, man. Um, yeah, I guess so. But I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. Why? You have an Xbox. I've got an Xbox One, Rich. I don't have the newest, biggest, freshest one. You know, I've just got a PS5, man. Come on. Think about me. Think about uh, me. Well, if you make the wrong choices, it's not my fault. No. I want to burn the fucking world down. I'm not happy. Dude, I, I'm sorry, but like, I'm sorry, but Game Pass <laughs> is fucking fantastic. I mean, that new um, Russian game came out on Game Pass, Atomic Heart. Yeah. Wulong Fallen Dynasty came on. Mm. Game Pass. I mean, that's two games that I want to play that I don't have to buy now. I can just play them, like because of my monthly subscription. I'm sorry, it's just such a good deal. I, mm. I don't know. It's I think it's crazy not to have an Xbox if you if you just like. But, but I've got a um, PS5 thing, which gives me a lot of games too. There's this PS5 thing I've got that gives a lot of games. Yeah, but you don't get um, day one games. So, for instance, God of War. Mm. If that was on Xbox, it would be on Game Pass day one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation don't do that. PlayStation are like, yeah, 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 we'll give it to you on our Game Pass like next year when, yeah. we, we, when we've gotten all the sales from it. So it's not quite the same, but it's still handy to have games for older stuff, sure. But what I like about Game Pass is, one, it's not just games that Xbox owns. They're mm. doing it for like for Wulong, for Atomic Hearts, but it's also their ones. So Xbox games will be day one. Mm. So like Redfall is day one, bang, it's on Game Pass. Here you go, go play it. So can I can I, I play know. it on an Xbox One? Do you reckon? Some games. I mean, if the game is uh, Xbox One and X, it's it's available on there, but um, not if it's Xbox X only. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Are you going to play this Redfall game? Oh, fuck no. It looks terrible. Oh, does it? Oh, so am I worried about nothing? Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> the characters are just it, it, again it's that millennial like um oh, oh we're so witty and 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 aren't we like quirky right. and weird and you know slay queen type of characters and i'm like no thank you yeah yeah no i understand that yeah okay but i mean if I, like, a... I like games like do you remember did you ever play left for dead i love left for dead yeah i used to play like, with them you got to yeah. play as the grizzled veteran or you played yeah. as the fucking biker or you you know, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, now these are interesting characters. These are characters mm. you want to play. Not this shit. I don't want to play fucking Gen Z, millennial fucking wank jobs. No. You know, listening to their dialogue. No, thank you. They, in that aspect, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you what? I am an old curmudgeon in that aspect oh, that's okay. when it comes to, when it comes to like millennial Gen Z fucking dialogue. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, no, it sucks. Okay, well, that's interesting. Um, weekly comics, Rich. Three weekly comics oh, this week. Yay. So, first one was X23. We can whip through these. I enjoyed it. Um, Erica Schultz, I'm trying to get her on the show. I thought it was a really good, like, X23 
the story? What what didn't I know you didn't like it, but why was this so bad? Because I thought it was actually well done. I thought it was utterly boring, and the art was um, substandard. You didn't like the artwork? See, to me, this no. was. I thought it was pretty run of the mill. No, so this artwork is basically how mm, it's the best way to describe it. Mm. It's artificial art. It's basically. It feels like it's someone who used computer mm. to pose things and then draw it. Because there is no foreshortening. There's no cool um, pictures with um, perspective, you know, cool mm. perspective kind of shots and all that sort of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like if someone's hand is coming towards, you know, or... They are, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing dynamic. There's yeah. nothing dynamic about this art whatsoever. It is still lifeless fucking pose bullshit. With so you're not a fan? <laughs> no, no. It's, and on top of that, as I said, if you're not going to give me fucking drawings to look at, um, to tickle my fancy with such a boring story, then it just gets a double whammy. Yeah, fair enough, man. I mean, it, it sounds like it wasn't. I mean, what's she, what she, what she doing in this fucking uh, plain fireman? Wow, how fucking yeah. exciting. Well, well she's... Well, yeah. we get a recap of her fucking shitty life. Yeah. Well, I didn't know a lot about her life, so it was kind of interesting to me. Look, I, I gave it 7 out of 10. What are you giving it, Rich? Four and a half. Four and a half. Then we went into Hellcat. Now, I genuinely... I like Hellcat, and I really, really enjoyed this. And I know you're probably going to slam it, but I... Have to be honest, this I was like, if they would release these kind of comics of this consistency more often, I'd be happy. I thought this was a really well done Hellcat comic. I know she's a minor character, but she's a favorite character of mine. What did you think, Rich? Unreadable. What was so bad about it, though? That what makes it so different from a million other comics? Uh, again, terrible art, terrible dialogue. See, I thought the dialogue um, was good. Unlikable character. Um, yeah? Yeah, it's not a character I want to follow. No? As hell. Not feeling it. See, I, I, look, uh, I, I genuinely, I, I really like this. I'm giving this one a 7.5. I, I, I must admit, I do like Hellcat. I got into her with the Kate Leth stuff. This is a more serious take. But I love the storyline and how she was like a Marvel comic character before with a fictionalized sort of story of her life. You say it's a more serious take, but then it's got the worst cartoony fucking art. Like I like weird. the art, man. I, mean, God, no. I don't know. I sorry, I, man. If, I've got I, a... You know what? I'm sorry. I'm a traditionalist. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I'm a traditionalist. Mm. I want my men. To, I want my superior men to look hunky, mm. and I want my fucking superheroines to look like babes. I don't <laughs> want this fucking ugly bitch running. Oh, around but come on, that's just a cliche, man. Like not. That's fine. It's a cliche. It's a cliche that I will stick with. That's Fair I enough. don't. That's what that's what I want from my superhero comic. I want <laughs> idealized characters. Sorry, that's just who I am is what I want. All right, fair enough. So I'm giving it seven and a half. What are you giving it, Rich? Four out of ten. Now, we come to the last one. I got this. I'd heard nothing about this comic. Nothing. And then I saw that Greg Rucker was putting out a new uh, title. And you know me, Rich. Greg Rucker... Ed Brubaker and Chuck Dixon have always been my guys that I feel I can read any comic they've done and I'm never disappointed. Um, that, they may have ones that I like more than others, but but they're very consistent in my eyes. And so I thought, 
Oh, Greg Rucker. Oh, it's and I th- saw it was like a futuristic thing, which is kind of different from him. Like, even his Lazarus, even though it's sci-fi, it's not that far in the future. Like, it's not. Whereas this looked like crazy sci-fi. I was like, that's interesting. And I honestly, and and forgive me, Greg Rucker, but for me, I I, I genuinely didn't like this. I I actually felt this was like a sort of half-baked idea that they've put into paper. They haven't really sort of nailed it down. I thought it was meandering. I thought it was dull. Uh, if this didn't have Greg Rucker's name, I mean, honestly, I never would have picked this up. I felt, uh, yeah, I just, I, and this comes from a lifelong, well, not lifelong, but since the late 90s, Greg Rucker, everything he's touched, I've read in comics, I've really enjoyed. Um, I, Honestly, I felt this was a shadow of himself. And I'm questioning, was he really just a ghostwriter or did someone else write it just based on some concepts he gave? Because this did not feel like a Greg Rucker comic book to me. What did you think, Rich? Um, yeah, I, this may probably be the worst of the lot. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think it's by far the worst. Uh, this one was... This is like... Um, Mom, can I have 40K? No, sweetie, we have 40K. Yeah. Uh, this is like, oh, yeah, 40K is all men? Well, let's make it all women. <laughs> yeah, okay, but what's the what's the story? Uh, it doesn't matter. Well, it's like, like they were ripping off 40K, but making poorly. it way more, yeah, poorly ripping it off. And by the way, 40K has the Sisters of Battle, you know? 40K does have women. It just doesn't have women space marines. But... Anyway, the point of the story is this was just not good. Um, I'm Look, there were some interesting ideas. I really feel Greg Rucker did not write this comic. I think this was written by – I think the artist has a co-credit on the writing and I, and I honestly feel that this didn't have the Rucker stamp in any way. I mean, I've read Lazarus, which is very recent, and that is, that is razor sharp, man. Like every page matters. This was waffling. You know, this was like. I mean, I, uh, it's it's got the sluttiness of uh, the what the sluttiness. Yeah. What do you mean by the sluttiness? Way, he just likes to have fucking sex and sluttiness in his. Car. I think he makes it. He thinks it makes it an adult. Greg Rucker. Yeah. No, yeah. Not not his Marvel and DC stuff. Yeah. But his. His his. Some stuff. No, no, not that old. Like Lazarus doesn't really have that. I mean, a bit of sex is. Okay, I mean, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I look, the, look. All I can say is, I felt this was a really poor comic. I'm sorry, forged one. I, I just don't. I, I wonder what the reviews are like on it. Do you reckon the reviews are favourable? Are we crazy? You know, let's have a look and see what forged, forged uh, comic. But unfortunately, I do, I do feel like in this day and age that I am taking crazy. Yeah, seven point eight. From one guy? Jesus. <laughs> Comics' next big space opera event is here, Rich. A love letter to badass sci-fi. Like people are, you know, but these are all the review sites where I really do question um, how objective they actually are, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's also... The... Listen, it's really hard to get like, good reviews because the thing is, especially from the review, I mean, I mean, if you basically taking 40k and making it, fuck me, you're gonna get thumbs up from every single one of them. They probably don't even read it. 
yeah. they'll yeah. probably just thumb through it and go, yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. It. it. It was 40K with women but done really poorly. You know, it wasn't like you, you could do female space marines if you really wanted to and make it awesome. Like, you could, but this was not it. This this was like an attempt, I would say, a poor attempt, you know? Well, I, I'm just looking at it, yeah. I, I'm seeing 8.5s out of 10. Yeah, I mean, people are loving it, apparently. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it, man? Like, it's just, it's, it's nuts. It's just like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, and believe you me, I, I, let's move on from it because it disappoints me because I'm such a Greg Rucker fan. I hate to talk so poorly of one of his books. Um, I'm giving it a three out of ten. I can't give it more than that, you know? Yeah, three is about right. Yeah, and apologies to Greg Rucker as well because I feel like his body of work is excellent, so I, I actually feel bad, you know? But anyway, we'll move on. Um Trade of the Week, Rich, was an interesting storyline. It was Spider-Man, uh, a lizard storyline called Shed. Uh, this came up on the Ultimate Spider-Cast. Shout out to Phil and Ray. And, and Phil was telling me that there's a storyline where the lizard eats Billy. And I was like, seriously? And he's like, yeah, man, Shed. And, I, and so I checked it out. And I said, we're going to do that on Signal this week. And uh, well, he also was the one who, who nominated Hellcat. So thanks, Phil. Um, this was an interesting storyline. This this came out during the Gauntlet event in Brand New Day, where basically they were throwing a lot of Spider Man's villains at him in a row. Craven's uh, yeah. daughters. Um, really, the centerpiece of this is quite fascinating because the lizard side of Kirk Connors, or really the lizard inside him, is dominating him, and then eventually, literally, sheds him after. Um, it's it's but no he sheds him before he eats Billy doesn't he, and then he eats Billy, um, which I was surprised they did well not surprised but they really cheapened out on the actual killing of Billy they did not show that graphically you know that felt very censored. Um, uh, not surprised, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have backed away from it, man. You've got to so if you're going to do it, commit to the bit. But anyway. Um, I thought it was a really interesting arc of the lizard. A character that I was critical of um, when we did Ultimate Spider-Cast in that it's always the same story, but I felt this one took it up a notch and I was genuinely interested. And I felt this was a... I, I enjoyed the artwork, Chris uh, Bacello. Is that how you say his name, Rich, I believe? Um, mm -hmm. Interesting artwork. Uh, good Spider-Man story, although I couldn't work out why Aunt May was being such a bitch... Um, but it seems like she has some sort of spell on her or something. You could see that stuff that was dancing around her eyes. Mm -hmm. um, she was being a fucking bitch. I was like, what the fuck is up with Aunt May? And also, how has she shed like 30 years in age, which she has? <laughs> um, I mean, the Aunt May I remember is kind of kindly. She's like 95, <laughs> you know. like Yeah, but I mean, as you said, there was, uh, again, someone was influencing her because they wanted uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, to be isolated. Yes. Not have anyone to sort of fall back on or yeah uh comfort him this is basically this is basically the 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 bane batman yes where yes bane's plan is to get batman so exhausted so you know so tired and, and whatever to then just come in and just like you know manhandle him and it's the same with this gauntlet story that they were trying to basically isolate him mm. to make him feel like there's no hope feel like shit like, Basically. no one's there in his corner, no one's there for him, that sort of thing. Yeah, beat him down, man. Wow, we grind him down. 
and they certainly were. I very much enjoyed this storyline. I felt it was a really good examination of the lizard. Um, pretty graphic, the, the decision to kill Billy. They weren't pulling any punches there. Um, Billy was kind of a little jerk, but he didn't deserve to be eaten. Um, and he said, I always knew it was going to happen. And in the Ultimate Spider cast, we did an issue with Ben Riley, and Billy almost bought the farm there too, due to Elizabeth, just avoided it. But you can only dance the devil for so long. Um, Rich, your thoughts? Yeah, so I actually read this years ago mm. um, when it actually came out. Wow. Um, I remember reading this. Um, so this was just me touching up on it, uh, whatever. And it's pretty much exactly how I remembered it. Um, it's not it's not the best story, but, I mean, it's definitely entertaining. And mm. it's certainly it, – they did have to do something. They needed to do something with the lizard because, as you said, the lizard basically was just uh, Spider-Man's man bat. You know, yeah, it's a character that just turns into a creature at some point, and then they've got to get them to revert back. And yeah, and then he's going to be a good guy, and then he's bad again, and blah blah blah. Yeah? yeah. And so they needed to do something with the lizard to to change him and actually make him more of a um more of a threat. Mm. And uh, they they certainly did that. So I mean, kudos for them to actually like because now the lizard is smart as well. You mm. know what I mean? It's not just a, a beast. He can actually like talk, communicate, and he can even control other humans. He can actually like control. Yeah, through people. the lizard part of their brain. Exactly. Yeah. So again, I thought that was a good way to take a character, a, a villain, make them more of a threat. You know what I mean? Mm. Make it that they're not just a oh, it's a fucking lizard story again. You know? Yeah. Ho hum kind of thing and all that. So. Um, yeah, really good. And yeah, I remember this from the Craven's story. So I do think like some of the best Spider-Man stories do seem to revolve. <laughs> revolve around who? Craven. Craven, yeah. Or, yeah. or, or Craven adjacent or Craven's family. Like they really yeah. fuck up Spider-Man. Like the, the people, probably the people other than, than um, uh, Goblin. Yeah. Who have fucked up and fucked over Spider-Man the most. Like just like even just mentally, physically. The Cravenovs. Is pretty much yeah. Uh, well, ever they, since they, JM, ever since J, JM did it with Cravers last time, you know. Yeah, that's it. JM laid the laid the foundation on that one, and the Grim Hunt, which I think we should do soon. The Grim Hunt is the is the is the cap of this storyline. That's the cap of mm. the Joe Kelly writes. So, I'm thinking we might do that within the next couple of weeks or so. But um, really good story. Uh, I enjoyed the artwork. What do you think of the artwork, Rich? Uh, yeah, I do. His art's really good. Uh, sometimes his art can be a bit hard to make out, mm. but that's a bit rare. It's only maybe one or one or two panels where you kind of go, "Ah, oh, get it." Like, yeah, um, his art, his art style is just very um, busy. Yeah, it is um, super busy, which is fine when he's when there's not too many panels on the page. But when there's a couple more panels, it does become a bit busy. Like, there's just a bit too much going on but overall his art is fantastic he's right? quite it's a gr like, gritty storyteller would you say like there's a griminess a grittiness to his it's art a, it's a gritty cartoonness yeah like, it's I cartoony but, it, but it's also dark like it's mm. it's it's um it's macabre yeah uh his art I, I the best way i describe his art would be macabre yeah like it it's it's cartoony but it can be dark It'd be quite it's gritty. interesting because this writer is currently writing amazing spider-man zeb wells he's writing it Zeb Wells, the writer, is currently writing. The writer of this, this arc, 
Oh right, right, right. Is writing Amazing Spider-Man now, and it's not being well received. Um, he's he's writing a very poorly received Spider-Man, but he's been doing it for about twenty nine or thirty issues, um, and it's not been well received. And yet, this this particular arc is often regarded as one of the strongest arcs in Brand New Day. Um, so yeah, interesting. Uh, but yeah, anyway, but when, did this, when did this come out? Like ten years ago? Oh maybe? no, maybe even more. Yeah, more. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I mean. Things have changed then, and, and again, see now this. Um, you so have you read any of the current Spider-Man? A little tiny bit. And what's your what's your take? Is it is, is, oh, it, is no? Pretty... I, I I read right at the beginning when it was just like set up, so it was hard to tell. But apparently, his... but is this the one where is this the one where they've done the time skip? Yes, and he's yes, Mar- uh, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably not going to. He's probably not going to be well received until he does something substantial because right now. People are already hating the fact that Peter said he sees Mary Jane as a sister now. Yes. And people are like, what the fuck? Like, but again, and, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's his decision. That could literally be a, Editorial. a an order from, you know, from upstairs Disney. to from say, Disney, yeah. no more Mary Jane. They just oh, best yeah. friends. 100%, yeah. And, um, uh, the, but the Dark Web crossover with with the X-Men was not well received at all. All I'm saying, I, I don't know how much of it's his fault, but I'm just saying... The Spider-Man run at the moment is really on the nose, and there's speculation that he won't last much longer on the title. So, ah, look, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I mean, again, I really do not. I it like sucks, it. but I I don't enjoy a lot of, and and it's because not because even if you sometimes get a good writer, or previously good writer, mm. the probably the 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 handcuffing by up you know upstairs that mm. that. They're like, oh, you got to make sure it's this, and you got to hit these. You know what I mean? And you can't say this, mm. and you can't do that. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, yeah, no, I hear. I, I did enjoy what I read of Nick Spencer's Spider Man, who was right before him. I prefer that, I think. But um, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. But regardless, nothing will take him away from this shed storyline. Is a good storyline. Apparently, it's a storyline that people either love or hate. I was like, I, I like it. I don't, I don't know if I love it, but I, I like it. I. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, I would have preferred if they'd had a bit more of a graphic scene of the eating of the child because I think that would have given it more impact. Because I was like, what happened? You know? We saw him terrify the child. We didn't see the eating. I didn't see blood on the fangs, you know? Oh, no, you did see blood on the fangs. Not there much. Was a, uh, no, and you don't see the act, but you do see his you do see his body on the ground with Spider-Man. Why are we such babies that we can't take it, you know? Why are we so I don't fucking babies? But you got to remember, I think it's just about like, um, uh, I mean, comics still have a rating, don't they? I don't know. I think we could have handled it. You know, I just feel we could have. I don't think it. it's about it. I think obviously we can handle it, but unfortunately, if if it's ratings, then there is an R rating, and you got to make sure that the comic doesn't go into the R rating. Are you saying eating the child would have been an R rating? Jeez, yes, I do think so, Dave. <laughs> In the graphicness that you probably want, <laughs> might actually be R21. <laughs> oh, well. You know, that was the main reason I picked it. Don't <laughs> In fact, it was the only reason I picked it. <laughs> when, you thought you were see a child being eaten. Well, I was just like, only because I thought, oh, right, full, like it's like Leia's. Like, like full on, we're going there. Okay, good. It's ancient Rome. Sweet. And then, then it was like we barely saw it, and I was like, "What happened? Is he still alive? Are we still going to see the eating?" And I was like, "Oh, he's eating him, but we just didn't see it." No, oh, great, okay, fantastic. So I, I deduct a mark for that. I'm still giving it eight out of ten. Um, 
Yeah, I think eight out of ten is eight out of ten billies. It's <laughs> 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 my new scoring system. Um, yeah, look. You know, I want to say thank you to all the listeners as well uh, for sticking in there. I put up this week, um, just today I put up the Zeb Cook interview and people have been really enjoying the Ed Greenwood interview. Ed and uh, Zeb are both at Gary Con this week. I want to wish them well. I want to say thank you to all the listeners who've come in for these interviews. Uh, stick around for the main show. Uh, we have a lot of laughs, as you can tell. Uh, not everything should be taken incredibly seriously. In fact, very little should be. I would suggest if you're taking what we're saying incredibly seriously, I would say go maybe check in with a psychologist. Um, <laughs> if even that would help. Well, uh, you know, I, I said to someone today, you know, I either need a therapist or or a resort, and I said I'll take the resort. You know, <laughs> like seriously, you can look in the mirror. We've we, we've been down this road before. Where you, where you go in the hall of mirrors, and I just think you freak yourself out. Like really, I, I just think. If you could get in a hall of mirrors and see all the different depictions of you through your entire life, would it help you or would it hinder you? I think you'd be trapped by your own reflection, you know, because you'd just be like, I'm just a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. Probably. I would imagine that most people would be. Reflections. It's like the doors of perception of the mind, Rich. Remember that from the doors? And they were like, yeah, we took a lot of Aldous Huxley, the doors of perception. I was like, yeah, a lot of LSD was consumed that day. <laughs> a lot of LSD was in the fucking food. There's a storyline with the Grateful Dead that um, when the, when it, they first started, like about '66, I think it was, they were heavily into like the LSD trip, and then as it rolled into the '70s, cocaine was what was really fueling them. And um, apparently, there were some people in the band's entourage, which was quite extensive, that felt they were betraying the spirit of the hippie spirit. And they would they would pump out like LSD in like a sort of like vapor form onto the Grateful Dead as they entered the stage, trying to basically get them really fucked up and back in the headspace they wanted. Whereas the Grateful Dead were like, "No, we want to be fucking on speed and coke." And they're like, "Well, fuck you! You're going to be taking you know vapid LSD as well." And I'm just like, "Wow!" <laughs> I'm surprised they got through a song. <laughs> I'm surprised they can remember the words yeah. of a fucking song. There was one song. We're driving, it's Fire on the Mountain, and Jerry Jesus going, Fire on the Mountain. He repeats it like 40 times. And I said to Michelle, I turned around and said, You know what this song's called? Fire on the Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Are you sure the name? How sure you? Fire on the Mountain. He just keeps like, he says it like at least 25 times. Would it be funny if the name of the song is just Fire, though? Yeah, Fire. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Fire. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine if you're coming on to do a rock concert? And you're already on coke, so you're flying pretty high, but you're like, yeah, I want to hit my mark, I want to fucking go, go, go. And some prick blasts you with LSD, just like fucking involuntarily. <laughs> so you're not even fucking ready for whatever fucking shit's going to happen. And you're trying to, you're like, sweet, I've got a fucking two-hour concert in front of me. So at some point... Well, yeah, it's either going to be fucking <laughs> really like bizarre or it might be your best concert mm. ever. Who knows? Yeah, who knows, man. Time slows down to a crawl. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they used to play instrumentals that would go on for like 20 minutes <laughs> probably that was probably them just like getting lost like not sure where they are <laughs> exactly just trying to find the beat alright um, look thanks to listeners um, please if you can hit us up on the Patreon that's much appreciated all goes towards show running costs 
and obviously my hit file, um, of course. I've called off the vigilantes on that guy. Um, vigilantes can take a rest, uh, you know, but don't rest too long. Like, take it, take a weekend off, chill out. We'll find another target. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to try to obey the rules of law more, Rich. We're going to wait for at least some notification from the jury that we got a vibe before we move next time. You know, because I feel this time we preempted the court process. I, Would just, you I think it's the safest thing. To <laughs> I feel like we preempted the court process. This particular example, you know, <laughs> my guys were, well, you know, but, hungry. But that's the funny thing, and I, 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 I'm not just saying this as a journalist. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it all over. But back in the day, it used to be about getting the story right. Yeah. And now it's about getting the story first. Hundred percent. Well put. You know, and the problem is, is we're losing the. And again, people are so quick to, and it goes with us as well. We're so quick to believe the worst in someone or like sure. to believe that someone's a shithead that we just don't even bother to Check wait and see or look yeah. into it or, or whatever. And it's really uh, – it sucks because I just think to myself like it's all fine and good when it's not you. Sure. What but if I it's mean, you under pressure? Yeah but, yeah, but what if one day, you know, someone says something about you? What if, what if they claim mm. something at your job and – your job just goes. Oh well, they said it, Dave. So get out. I'm like, never going to send the vigilantes against you, Rich. I'm, gonna, I'm never going <laughs> to. I'm not. No, fuck them. I'm not. I'm not going to let them, man. They they can say whatever they want. In fact, I'll take out aggressive hits against people saying shit about you. How about that? Because you can tell my vigilantes are just hungry for a fight now. Where's so, you know basically. We're, we're trying to find. We're trying to find a fight somewhere. You, you just want. You just want any excuse. Yeah, just want any excuse to fucking burn it all down, man. Like we won't burn you down, but we'll gladly burn down anyone associated with you if you feel that you know, <laughs> there's any sort of, you know, pushback. But uh, you know, this is what it's like. Like basically, I think of it like I'm not saying uh, like Hitler, but like a crazed leader, okay, who's got an army of followers ready to do their every bidding, well, those followers are kind of hungry for blood. You know what I mean? Like, this, the, 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 we've all felt the taste of blood. Like, when I used to, you know, play some of my tennis matches, sometimes I used to bite in my cheek and the blood would come in my mouth, and I used to enjoy it. You know what I mean? I used to, yeah, it's fucking real now. You know? And that taste of blood that's... Uh, that's extreme. That's extreme, <laughs> yeah, but it was an extreme match. But what, what I'm saying is, like, that taste of blood, some people, that it heightens and they want it. So we're kind of looking... We're kind of looking for a building to burn down. You know what I mean? Or look, we're looking we're, for, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for it. We're looking for someone to lynch. And this particular. We're, we're, we're all just a mob looking for our Frankenstein. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm kind of a leader of the mob. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. I'm, I'm kind of there, like Puppet Master. But Puppet Master, someone's pulling my strings probably too. You know what I mean? It goes Not deep. Probably. It goes deep. And we, you know what? We're too deep in the show. We're too late to really get into it. But I'm just going to say it's probably aliens. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna say it right now, and it probably goes all the way back to ancient Rome. You know? Okay. You, you agree with me on that one, Rich? No. <laughs> all right. Uh, look, what problem is the collective? You've got shows like Ghost Spider Groupies, In a Den with Brian Biggie. You've got uh, Ultimate Spider Cast with Phil, Ray, and myself. You've got Capes and Lunatics on Phil's extensive network that he does with Lilith. He's got Charlie on there. Plenty of people. Gangbusters um, over there. There is a lot of good shows on the collective um, Predator and Prey podcast that Ray does. Into the Night, Ray does. Ray was invited tonight. He didn't turn up. In fact, I'm not sure he even acknowledged the invite. But um, we'll let Ray. We'll, we'll, we'll let Ray off. He's playing that Champions Card game. He's in his own world. Um, I want to say peace out and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. Fantastic show. Mm-hmm.